it's fantasy football time with the fantasy football champs. Fitzgerald leaps and he's got it. It's a touchdown for Larry Fitzgerald. Dominate your league with the guys from ffchamps.com. Todd DeVries and Bill Enright are the fantasy football champs. All right, hello everybody and welcome to the Fantasy Football Champs on Football Nation Radio. I'm Bill Enright, with me is Todd DeVries as always. Week 7 in the books, we're heading into week 8. But Todd, week 7 was a disaster. It was a slaughter, a butchering of injuries. The carnage is crazy. It's getting bad, Bill. Um, I mean, I guess we kind of go through this every year. But it seems like it's surprising still. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. like, <laughs> it seems like it's worse than it's ever been. It probably isn't in hindsight, but, um, it, you know, it, it's just, it's getting bad. I mean, my teams are ravaged, Bill. It's kind of, you know, you're right. We do experience this every year. There are players that go down with injuries every year, but you never expect or you never suspect who it's going to be. And when you see guys like Doug Martin and Reggie Wayne, and Jay Cutler and Sam Bradford, it's kind of like eye-opening that you have to remind yourself that these injuries, they can happen to anybody. Yeah, it's it's bad news, man. And um, you didn't mention Arian Foster. Ar- Arian Foster's another one with the hamstring. Yeah. And by the way, his backup was injured too, Ben Tate. Out with uh, four fractured ribs. <laughs> four Jermichael of them. Finley. How about Jermichael Finley? Uh, in intensive care over the weekend. Luckily, he's moving around, so he's starting to feel better a little bit. But the official word on him is he has a bruised spinal cord. I don't even know how you can do that. I mean, do you even come back from that like this season? Uh, I don't know. You know, you know his, his agent tweeted out earlier, you know, football's not important right now. And that was very true. It was another scary moment. Yeah. So uh, it was bad, Bill. And, uh, you know, it's – this is why you got to have depth on your fantasy rosters because, yep. I mean, I just went in this morning and just kind of took a glance at maybe who I would start this upcoming week. And, you know, suddenly, like, Lamar Miller is, like, my no-brainer RB2 yeah, on some crazy. teams. And well, I'm just it, like, oh, no. In addition to the injuries, it doesn't help that there's six teams on a bye this weekend. Ravens, mm. Bears, Texans, Colts, Chargers, and the Titans. That's not all, good. All, all of which have – Really good running backs going down the list. Ray Rice, Matt Forte, Arian Foster. And we'll skip over Trent Richardson, Danny Woodhead, Chris Johnson. That's five uh, quality, capable, starting running backs that you can't play this week in addition to all the guys that got injured. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, man. Um, I haven't crunched any numbers on this, but I was just kind of, you know, Tuesday's the day, you know, Monday Night Football's in the books, and you, 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 you look in the wins and losses column of your fantasy league and see where right. you stack up. And I was looking at the final scores in my leagues. Very low-scoring, Bill. Yeah, it was. Low-scoring week. I mean, just low-scoring across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, again, every scoring system's, you know, different. But this particular league, you know, if you score like 120, 20, 125, that's a solid week. 150's usually really good. Okay. And eight out of the ten teams in my league scored under 100. It's ridiculous. Wow. wow. I mean, I don't, <laughs> what's going on, man? We've got to dig deep. Got to dig deep to, to set up a lineup that's going to produce anything. 
And you know, that's what we're here for, Todd. You know we're going to help out all of our listeners, all of our uh, members at FFChamps.com and Football Nation. That's what we're here to do, help you guys out. Uh, win another week. Week 8, week 7 is uh, behind us. We're moving on to week 8, so we're going to go over the week 7 injury report. There's a lot of them. We touched on just a little bit. Uh, week 8 waiver wire, of course, with the injuries come a lot of opportunities on the waiver wire. Plus, of course, we're taking your telephone calls. 855-478-7030 is the phone number. You can email us your questions, radio at footballnation.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter, at FFChamps. And plus, Todd, we had another contest over at DraftKings.com in Week 7. We're going to analyze the winning team's lineup, Show, uh, kind of go through what he did, some of the moves that I like that he made, and he's uh, $100 richer, also going for that million-dollar qualifier. Nice. Nice. All right, so as we do every week, let's move over to our weekly fantasy recap with the champs and the chumps. Who were the playmakers, the showstoppers, the studs? Woo! And who were the losers, the bums, and the duds? Bill and Todd identify the champs and chumps. Champs and the chumps. Love the rejoin there. Our boy Josh Deering, our producer, on fire already. Just starting off the show, instant uh, pushing of the buttons to get that champs and chumps going. Good job, Josh. I'm coming out swinging today. I like that. Had a good weekend? Had a great weekend. Feeling good about yourself? Feeling good about your fantasy teams? Feeling good, loving life. That's what I like to hear. All right, Ty, let's start it off with the quarterback champs. Big Sunday night matchup. Peyton Manning was coming back to Indianapolis, but it was Andrew Luck who makes the quarterback champs list with his 228 yards, three touchdowns. He also ran one in. Gotta love it when Andrew Luck uh, shows off his athleticism. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can't you can't forget. He, he's a very sneaky runner. I mean, 29 rushing yards and a touchdown on the ground. That's, you know, almost that's nine fantasy points right there. Yeah. Forget before you get to the passing, and people forget about that. They showed a graphic during the game, Bill, um, since the beginning of the 2012 season, most yep. rushing touchdowns by a quarterback, and it was Cam Newton one, Andrew Luck two, RG three three. Yeah, that's impressive. You know, so that's impressive. It's also bad news for the Colts running backs. Yeah. I mean, as if Trent Richardson couldn't get, you know, isn't bad enough. I know. We, we forget that Andrew Luck can steal a couple of those uh, red zone touches as well sure. running into the end zone. A couple more quarterback champs to get to. Andy Dalton of the Cincinnati Bengals had another good day. 372 yards, three touchdowns. Matty Stafford, 357 and three. And then how about RG3? He's getting it going, folks. 298 yards, two touchdowns, plus 84 rushing yards. That's what we've come to expect from Robert Griffin III. Uh, we said hang with him, you know. Um, he started out slowly. He definitely looked a little unsure of himself the first couple games, Bill, coming back from the injury. And he's starting to produce. And let's not forget, you know, there's plenty of juicy NFC East divisional games yep. coming up for the Redskins. So um, he's, you know, he's kind of getting back to where he was last year. Quarterback chumps, these are the guys that let you down if you rolled with them in week seven. Nick Foles of the Philadelphia Eagles, he looked absent-minded on the field. 80 yards, zero touchdowns. He was only 11 for 29. Nick Foles coming into this game, I personally loved him. Thought he did an excellent job against the Bucks. Did a good job coming in against the Giants. But I don't know what went wrong when he was taking on the Cowboys this past weekend. Uh, well, you know, first of all, well, the, the, the Dallas defense wasn't all that. So it was shocking to see both defenses dominate the first half of that game, right? 3 nothing at the three. half. Yeah, 3 nothing at the half, right. 
So that was shocking in and of itself. Um, and kind of digging deeper into the Eagles and what they've been doing, the opposing defenses have been playing a lot of uh, man uh, defense on the outside guys. Makes sense. And for some reason, the Tampa Bay Bucks played zone. Shiano, the idiot Shiano. I can't stand that guy. <laughs> He's the only one that played zone. I, I, I mean, and it showed, you know. Um, yeah. He picked them apart. So, uh, you know, Foles is when, – when you're running the Chip Kelly offense, you got to have that running element at quarterback. Foles does not bring it. Therefore, defenses don't have to worry about it. Right. And it changes things around. So we'll see if Vic's back in the mix this week. Foles, even on the, the hit that he uh, – took to get the concussion. Yeah. There was no need. He had to throw the ball away. It was like a third down. There was nobody yep. open. Just throw it into the stands. And he sits there with the ball, Bill, and he just takes the hit from two Cowboys. And then he goes down with the concussion. You know? <laughs> got to be yeah. smarter than that, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Got to stay in the game. Live to play another uh, – live to – what is the saying, Todd? Live to play another day? Yeah. It's... Live to play another game? Something like that. Uh, another quarterback chump, Josh Freeman of oh. the Minnesota Vikings. 20 of 53, 190 yards, and an interception. Todd, I was at this game. I can only imagine how boring it was watching the game on TV because it was boring as hell watching it in person. Um, I'll be honest. I didn't watch much of this game, Bill. I, I had don't nothing. Ri- I had nothing riding on it fantasy-wise. And obviously, I, I turned it on. I was trying to get into it, and it was just terrible. There was no juice. The team – I mean, Josh Freeman, what are, the, what are the Vikings doing? He only had about five days to learn their playbook, and it showed. He didn't really know where to go with the blitz pickup or, you know, changing his protect, protection around. That, that game was just awful. But, you know, the Giants had zero wins heading into it. The Vikings had one win. Uh, just another Monday night I think it was the worst – if you combine the records of the two teams, I think it was the worst record uh, game this late in the season in Monday Night Football history. That makes sense. Something like that. So we'll talk about more. I want to get some more input from you on that game. We'll get okay. to that in another segment, Bill. Sure. I want to, I want to get you know, your, your uh, take from being in the stadium for one of the worst Monday Night Football games in history. <laughs> All right. We can get to that in a little bit. <laughs> Let's move over to the running back champs, Todd. Matt Forte of the Chicago Bears getting Woo! it done. Had the hat trick, 91 rushing yards. Also caught two passes for 18 yards. But the three TDs uh, is the theme of the day because Roy Hallou of the Washington Redskins also had a hat trick, three touchdowns on the ground. Didn't do a whole lot rushing the football, only 41 yards. But uh, the three TDs certainly makes him a Shanahanigans, Bill. Here it comes. We knew it was coming. It sure did. Shanahanigans. How do you pronounce it? it? Shanahanigans? Shanahanigans. (laughs) That's what it is. How many people had Roy Halu in their uh, lineups this week? I think he's available in 48% of leagues on Yahoo, so just about half. Available in that many leagues. How many people started him last week? Oh, who knows? I don't know. Less Less, than 10% I would have to guess. Yeah. So here you have one of the champs, but how many people actually were able to take advantage of that? Not many. Yep. Uh, Final running back champ we have is Frank Gore. 70 rushing yards, two two touchdowns. He also chipped in on the passing game, two catches for 34 yards. How about the running back chumps, Todd? C.J. Spiller and Trent Richardson, they're beyond the step it up. They need a prayer. They need a miracle. Uh, Richardson, 1.7 fantasy points. C.J. Spiller, 0.7 fantasy points in Week 7. And then how about Bilal Powell of the New York Jets? 0.6 fantasy points. Not sure what happened to Bilal Powell in that game. He only got three carries. His teammate Chris Ivory got 34 of them. Wow. Uh, Yeah. 
it's just another example. You can't trust these guys. Now, Trent Richardson, again, when I was looking at my lineups, I have him in one of my leagues, yeah. and I was relieved that he was on a bye this week, Bill, because you I've been plugging to, him in. You don't have to deal with him. I just don't have to deal with it because he just looks awful. Yeah, he does. There's nothing promising going on there. Now, with all the injuries in the league, I mean, he's still a guy you got to consider playing, but, right. I mean, he's terrible, Bill. Yeah, it's bad. So, and, and, and it's so frustrating because we're watching Donald Brown actually bob and weave and pick up some yards, and he looks like Barry Sanders compared to Trent Richardson in that offense. I, I don't know what it is, and maybe it'll, maybe it'll improve. I mean, they're a good team. Maybe they'll improve. It also seems like – Maybe this is just me. It seems like a lot of times when he's getting the ball, there's just no blocking. Like, right. the he's getting destroyed. He's got, I don't know if yeah. defenses are knowing like when he's in the game, he's going to get the ball. I don't know what's going on. But half the time, to, to his defense, he has nowhere to go. But even when he does have a whole bill, he doesn't look explosive. Uh, nothing. They're not still not using him enough in the passing game. Very, very frustrating for Trent Richardson owners. And, Bill, you know what we should do? Maybe not this show, but – we need to take a look at the preseason top ten running backs in fantasy okay. and figure good, out man. how many of these guys are living up to, the, to their position because yeah. we just I, talked I them, about I mean, three or four of them that aren't. Well, Spiller, Trent, I mean, even Ray Rice. Doug I mean, Martin. Yeah, it's it's bad, yeah. you know, and uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's very frustrating. So let's move over to the wide receivers, Bill. The champs. How about Megatron, Bill? He and A.J. Green went head-to-head, so to speak, yeah. in that ball game, and boy, did they ever produce. Both of them catching uh, 155 yards worth of footballs. Megatron scoring two touchdowns on nine receptions. A.J. Green scores a touchdown on six receptions. That was fun to watch. It certainly was. Did, did you see them after the game? They exchanged jerseys. Yep. I thought that was pretty cool. I like seeing cool. that. Very cool. Uh, two of the best wide receivers in the game playing in the same game. That was uh, certainly a fun game to watch. How about Vincent Jackson? This dude is on fire. Ten catches, 130 yards, and two touchdowns. Djax getting it done with Mike Glennon as the starting quarterback. Hey, sometimes it's a good thing when you have a rookie quarterback who really doesn't know any better, and he just throws it to the same guy over and over again. Yep. And that's what he's doing, and we'll take it. You know, We'll take anything at this point from the Bucs, so – if Glennon just wants to throw it to one guy and he only throws for 200 yards, but 150 of them are to VJAX, we're cool with that mm-hmm. at this point, right? With that Bucks defense, our Bucks offense. And the wide receiver chumps, Bill. Josh Gordon, what happened here? Two catches, 21 yards. <sighs> to be honest, Todd, he got a lot of targets. He dropped the ball early and often in that game. So I'm not going to place that one on Brandon Whedon. Josh Gordon has to pull in the ball. That's what he gets paid to do, catch passes, and he did not do that on Sunday. Another wide receiver chump was Larry Fitzgerald of the Arizona Cardinals going way back with this one all the way back to last Thursday night when he was playing against the Legion of Boom in the Seattle Seahawks defense. Fitz, another letdown performance. Fitz, week one, or, uh, you know, one week he'll have a great game, next week a bad game. So it's up and down season for our guy Larry Fitzgerald out there in Arizona. A little bit of juice at the tight end position, Bill. There's a new tight end rising, and his name is Jordan Reed. He makes the champs list this week. The Washington tight end caught nine balls, 134 yards, and a touchdown. Love Jordan Reed. Picked him up in a lot of my leagues because I was desperate for some tight end help. 
It was between him and Charles Clay, and I went with a team. We're going to get into it a little bit later with a team that, that I'm buying into uh, going into the second half of the season, and that's the Washington Redskins. I know Charles Clay got into the end zone for the Miami Dolphins, but that was his only catch of the game. So Jordan Reed is a guy that I, I'm all over last week, and if he's still available in your league, you got to pick him up. We'll get into our waiver wire picks in a little bit. But Reed was a guy, he came on strong for the Redskins this weekend. 45 points against that Chicago Bear defense. Yeah, how about it? Uh, and what's interesting is 45 points, Bill. And he didn't make the chumps list, but Pierre Garçon did nothing. That's that what game. That's what was interesting as well. Garçon is another guy I'm buying low. Yeah. Two other tight end champs, Bill, and one guy is injured, and we might not see him for a long time. That's Jermichael Finley. Before the injury, five catches, 72 yards, and a score. Yeah, he was putting in work, and uh, we expected that because Randall Cobb was out, James Jones was out. They were starting Jared Boykin, who uh, was an undrafted uh, rookie. So Finley is a guy that we knew he was going to get a lot of targets from Aaron Rodgers, and he did that until until the bad, the bad injury. Another guy that makes the champs list, Jordan Cameron, Bill, seven catches, 55 yards, and a score. Now, did you watch this game? Because he did a lot of this damage in the final couple minutes. It was really that final drive that the Browns had. I think he pulled in four catches on that one drive. Yeah. Um, but and what I take away from Jordan Cameron is he's a playmaker on that team. They don't have many of them. They have Josh Gordon and Jordan Cameron. Uh, Greg Little is terrible. Devon Bess is um, uh, you know, more of the chains kind of guy. It's going to be Cameron and Gordon. So we have Gordon as a wide receiver chump, but we have Cameron as a tight end champ. I wouldn't be surprised if they flip-flop a lot going forward. Right. Yeah, I hear you there. Speaking of chumps, how about the tight end chumps to wrap it up, Bill? Gonzo, only two catches, 30 yards. You know, we were wondering what was going to happen without Julio, without Roddy. You know, would Gonzo be the focal point of opposing defenses? And that was the case. That was the case. Open things up for uh, open things up for Harry Douglas, but not yep. good for Tony Gonzo. At least not yet. Two catches, thirty yards. The other chump, Antonio Gates. So he had six catches for thirty-one yards. So if you're in a PPR league, he did okay for you. Yeah. But in standard scoring leagues, thirty-one yards is not getting it done. No, certainly not. You're not kind against of, Jags. Uh, the Jags too. You know exactly. And the Jaguars have been getting burnt by tight ends. So you'd think Gates would have a good game against Jacksonville. Not the case. Uh, it was it was more of a Ryan Matthews show who had over a hundred yards. Uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ryan Matthews. This is a bizarro season, Bill. <laughs> yeah, it's... You got Ryan Matthews and no Sean Moreno, two of the most hated fantasy Frustrating, football. annoying. Yes. Guys, you just don't want a part of. Yep. 90% of the time, you don't want any part of these guys, and they're right now they're both producing. So, kind of crazy. It certainly is. Um, it's going to be an. It's going to be even a crazier second half of the season. So again, we're we're done with week seven. We're heading into week eight, midway point of the fantasy season, folks. Fantasy football championships happen in week sixteen. So we're heading into week eight. You got eight games left before the big day uh, in fantasy football. We're going to take a break here on Fantasy Football Champs Radio. Coming up, we'll, we re, uh, we will review the week seven injury report and identify the top uh, waiver wire pickups. For week eight, that's all coming up next right here on Football Nation Radio. Win your fantasy league and your trophy too. It's FF Champs, FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice too. FF Champs is for you. 
FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance. FootballNation.com is all football all the time. It's a one-stop shop for diehard football fans to get their football fix. NFL, college football, fantasy football, news, analysis, videos, articles, and podcasts. You'll find it all on FootballNation.com. It's a great place to interact with thousands of hardcore, passionate NFL, college, and fantasy football fans. Want to get in the game? The Football Nation community gives hardcore fans the power to share their opinions, views, passions, photos, gripes, stats, or analysis. FN has the biggest network of user contributors dedicated solely to covering football. Join our team today and instantly launch your own team, player, or fantasy football column or blog. Build your own personal brand and following with your Football Nation portfolio of content. If you love football, you belong on FootballNation.com. Simply sign up for free at FootballNation.com and become a citizen of Football Nation today. ColdHardFootballFacts.com Insider will change the way you look at the game of pro football with our groundbreaking quality stats. These are stats that have direct correlation to winning football games. The proof is in our performance at Cold Hard Football Facts Insider. We analyze every team and pick every game every week straight up and against the spread. Cold Hard Football Facts Insiders have gone 500 or better against the spread in an incredible 72% of weeks since the start of the 2009 season. Visit coldhardfootballfacts.com, click CHFF Insider, and uncover the statistical secrets that separate winners from losers in NFL games. The proof is in our performance. Become a Cold Hard Football Facts Insider today at coldhardfootballfacts.com. This is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. Probable? It is what it is. Questionable? I've fallen and I can't get up. Doubtful? Are any of your players on this week's injury report? It's time for bumps and bruises. Uh, the injury carnage that happened in week seven, unforgettable, might be the worst weeks ever in terms of high-valued, uh, prominent fantasy football contributors all going down in one week. It was kind of crazy. It was bad, Bill. Every time you looked, every, you know, every time you looked at the ticker, whatever game you're watching, that little ticker that slides across the bottom of your TV screen, it was just yeah. injuries, 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 injuries. It was brutal. Brutal. Yeah, Br- brutal was. Sunday. All right, so let's get to the quarterbacks. Todd, Jay Cutler, the Chicago Bears, pulled a groin. He's out at least a month. 
Josh McCown will take over as the starting uh, quarterback for the Bears. Sam Bradford of the St. Louis Rams, he's out for the year with a torn ACL. Kellen Clemens is expected to take over. There were some rumors that the team would be interested in signing Tim Tebow, but they quickly squashed uh, that report. And then Nick Foles of the Philadelphia Eagles, we talked about a little bit earlier, head injury, uh, has a concussion, and we don't even know if he'll take back the starting job. Yeah, um, well, it's going to depend on Vic and whether Vic's in there or not. And uh, But let's, let's talk about Jake Cutler for a minute, Bill, because okay. this could have far-reaching fantasy uh, ramifications. You know, you, you, you take away Jake Cutler. What happens to Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Brandon Marshall, Matt Forte? What do you think the effect is on these other, you know, prominent fantasy players on the Bears? Doesn't this seem to happen every year with the Bears? Jay Cutler goes down, and then the next week maybe it's Matt Forte that gets a little bit injured, or maybe you know we saw Lance Briggs on their defense also going down with injury. So it seems to me like every year with the Bears, they start off hot and then quickly, quickly crumble. Yeah. So I yeah, I, I'm a little bit worried about about uh, Marshall and uh, Jeffrey. Now McCown came in, he had 14 completions on 20 attempts. Uh, one touchdown, so he didn't turn the ball over. But Alshon Jeffrey finished with uh, 105 yards. That was when Cutler was in action. Marshall had six tu- uh, six grabs for 75 yards, and Forte had the three rushing touchdowns. So maybe what the team does is they they kind of run the ball a little bit more. Maybe we'll see a, a Matt Forte and Michael Bush kind of a, a show going forward, and then hopefully Marshall and Jeffrey still be able to get some kind of uh, productivity in the passing game, but, you know, this was Jay Cutler's, statistically, he was on pace to have his best season. Right. So, of course, it, it's a major, major problem for, for Marshall and Jeffrey. Yeah, a, a question mark at best uh, moving forward with those guys. So we'll, we'll have to just wait and see what happens. you got to plug them in there. you got to plug Brandon Marshall in anyway and see what happens. Um, running back position, Bill, some big names here, and we touched yeah, on at are. the top of the show. Oof. Doug Martin, Torn Labrum. Is he confirmed out for the year? Do we know yeah. that for sure? Done, done, done for the year. Ugh. That that that's that's um in the bank. He's brutal. Out. It is brutal because you think about it, he was the consensus second overall pick this year. That doesn't very that doesn't happen very often. And you know, I, I took him in as my second pick, and I was torn between him and Jamal Charles. It was non PPR, mm. so I said, ah, I'll go Doug Martin. That didn't pan out too well. I'm still five and two somehow, but uh, the the report right now on Martin is the Bucks are still holding out hope that Doug Martin isn't out for the season. But right, that's what is, I had heard. That's my what I was guess asking. is he's done. You tear your labrum. I mean, what is he going to come back for? The Bucks stink. He's going to come back to play, play in week sixteen, week seventeen. No, you can, I don't know. You can move yeah. on. Next on. one, Arian Foster, Bill, hamstring injury. They're on a bye this week. What's the what's the latest on? Arian for his comeback in two weeks. You know, he said after the game that it, that it wasn't that serious of a hamstring injury, and, and remember the anti-awesomeness uh, that he tweeted out a couple year a uh, couple years ago. Now, I don't think it's, it's as serious as that. Luckily, he's uh, on the buy, and I would put him at like fifty fifty for week nine. My guess is he'll he'll be okay in a few games. He might not be a hundred percent when he's coming off that buy, but I'm not panicking with Arian Foster. Next guy on the list, Fred Jackson, Buffalo Bills, lower leg injury. He was able to return. What, what's the latest with Freddie? 
Now, if you watch this one in the game, it, it looked like it was really serious because we know Fred Jackson has dealt with a bit of injuries over the past couple of years, all dealing with his knee and his leg, and apparently he aggravated his sprain MCL. But he was able to finish the game, and the injury happened in the first quarter. So whenever you see a player kind of go down with a knee injury and, and the, the way it looked was pretty serious, but the fact he came back in, uh, finished out the game, is, is certainly a good sign for Fred Jackson. All right, and then Ben Tate, Arian Foster's teammate, four fractured ribs. There goes and, the handcuff. Exactly, and this one hurts because now you figure, all right, well, if I have Arian Foster, he gets hurt. At least I have Ben Tate as my handcuff. Well, not, nope. in this situation, you don't anymore. <laughs> you're you're kind of screwed here. Ben Tate, four fractured ribs. I don't know if he's going to be able to play with that, and even if he does, how effective can he really be? All it takes is one hit to knock him out of the game now. Um, Ray Graham, that's your boy from Pitt, uh, is now the backup. My boy? Yeah, remember him a couple years ago? <laughs> He's not my boy, especially a Pitt guy. Come on. Well, I'm just saying. Ray Graham is uh, now the starting, or not starting running back, but is expected to play if Arian Foster and uh, Ben Tate is not in action because idiot Sierra Woods was smoking weed in his hotel room with some of his other player with some some of his teammates and the Texans cut him. No, not a good Notre Dame boy smoking weed. Oh Texas. yeah, it was messing around with that uh, the, the the devil's lettuce. <laughs> the devil's lettuce. That's a good one, right? What else you got? Left-handed cigarettes. That's another yeah. one. Uh, what else? What are some other off-the-wall ones? The funky grass. Yeah. No, not a good one. I like that, that one you said, though. That was lettuce. lettuce. That's from uh, Danny McBride said that in, in a movie with Ben Affleck. I forget what movie it was, but I, I always refer to it as. That's a good one. Lettuce. Yeah, I like that one. I like that one. Wow. All right. All right, wide receivers, Todd. Bad news here. One of my favorite fantasy players of all time. I try to draft him every year because he's productive every year. Yep. And that's Reggie Wayne, torn ACL. He is done. And this one came on a play where Andrew Luck was under some pressure, but it was a bad throw. Yep. And, it, you know, <laughs> Andrew Luck, did you see his interview after the game? Yeah, he felt awful. He, he, not that it's his fault, but, I mean, you know. It, it kind of is his fault a little bit. It, it kind of was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you hate to see that. I mean, uh, prominent player, and he's a leader in the clubhouse and all that, too. So it'll be interesting to see how the Colts rebound from that and whether T.Y. Hilton can step it up a little bit, Kobe Fleener, uh, DHB, you know, will these guys, you know, fantasy values increase because sure as hell Trent Richardson's fantasy value is not increasing. Um, do you think we've seen the last of Reggie Wayne? He's 34 years old. <sighs> ACL injury at 34, middle of the season. And uh, next year is his last year in the, under contract. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to wait and see kind of how bad the, you know, I guess there's different types of torn ACLs yeah. we're starting to learn over the years. Um, wait and see how that plays out. It's possible, Bill. It's possible we maybe we've seen the last of them. Reggie's a guy that in four of the last six seasons, he's had over 100 receptions. You take away that crap season when he had Curtis Painter and Kerry Collins and I don't know, even, I forget all the guys that played quarterback for them when Peyton Manning was out. Uh, he would have had three of the last four four years with with over 100 catches so reggie's was always a guy that was great to have in ppr league maybe not as much of a touchdown threat but over uh, he was pretty much a lock for over 1200 yards and over 100 catches 
Okay. So it's sad, sad to see Reggie uh, done. Yeah, it's sad. It's kind of like, you know, some of these names, are, they're starting to get older, and um, there's kind of generations of fantasy players, if you know what I mean. Right. Like, when I, I'm, I'm an old, much older man than you, so, like, the, my first generation of, like, fantasy players that we just had every year were, like, the Elways and the Barry Sanders and Emmett sure. Smiths and Steve sure. Youngs, Jerry Rices. Those are the guys that we drafted every year, and then when they started to retire, it was kind of sad, you know? You're like, oh, man, they're gone now. Right. Now you see the next wave, you know, and I think this wave to, for this generation, the Tom Brady's, the Peyton Manning's. The um, Damian Tomlinson's. Yeah. You know, there's a second wave here that's starting to get older, and Reggie sure. Wayne falls into that category. Marvin Harrison was another one. So. Yep, sure. All right, last injury to get to here, Todd, is Jermichael Finley. We talked about it. The bruised spinal cord, really bad neck injury, had to take was taken out on a stretcher. What did they un, – they, like, unscrewed his face mask. They didn't want to take off his helmet, but I think – I think when he was on the stretcher, he didn't have a face mask on. Yeah, that's typical um, protocol, I believe. Oh, okay. Even I when no um, at the youth level, we've had some injuries where you take off the face mask, but not the, oh, okay. not the helmet. You got to make sure that everything's stable. Right. Uh, get to the hospital and make sure everything's stable before you rip a helmet off. You know. Yeah. It can do some. It can do some damage if if certain things aren't set properly. So, I think that's pretty typical for uh, that type of injury. So Finley was in the intensive care unit for about two days. Um, we hear that he's moving around now, which is certainly good news. But he, he, he's been released from ICU, so that, that's even better news too. But I, I don't know if we're going to see uh, Finley anytime soon, if at all, this season. Yeah, and, you know, we wish him the best. We always kind of have a little fun with Finley uh, for fantasy purposes. But that was serious stuff. And if, now if you look at it on the football field, Bill, I mean, no Finley, no Cobb, James Jones banged up. Uh, you know, Packers are kind of getting thin. Yeah, they certainly are. You, you think about the injury to Randall Cobb, and then James Jones goes down in the same week, and I guess you don't realize how devastating that could be, and then you lose a guy like Finley, and, and you're really left with Jordy Nelson, Jarrett Boykin. Yep. We'll see James Jones come back in a couple weeks. You know, maybe another exercise if we have time in, later in this show, and I think we might be getting to something similar in a later segment. It would be interesting to take a look team by team to see which teams are, like, still at relatively full strength at this point in the season because there aren't many, no, fantasy-wise. Not many like, of them. You know, which teams can you trust? And I know we're going to be touching a little bit on that later, but um, it would be interesting to see because every team's got dealt some, some sort of fantasy injury. Well, you think about who you were drafting on Indianapolis Colts to start the season. Reggie Wayne, Andrew Luck. Uh, Ahmad Bradshaw, uh, Dwayne Allen, T.Y. Hilton, mm-hmm. and four of those six guys are now done. Yeah. Allen, Bradshaw, Wayne, and who's the other running back that I'm forgetting? Oh, God, my, my memory. He was a rookie. Vic Ballard. Oh, Vic Ballard, yep. Yeah, so that's four guys that you playing, that you probably drafted just from the Colts that are done for the year. That's amazing. Yeah. It's And it's not just there, man. I mean, no, again, it's everywhere. Every team. You know, you, you go you go across the board. Every team's missing something at this point, almost. Very few Eight teams fu- left that have uh, avoided the injury bug. Yeah, yeah. And those teams that have avoided it are, are, you know, pretty successful at this point. Chiefs. Yep, Chiefs, Broncos. I mean, we don't even Seahawks. have to talk. How about the, yeah, Seahawks. Well, yeah, Seahawks. Saints. You can Saints. count Percy Harvin. Yeah. By the way, starting to practice season. again, by the way. Yeah, coming back. I picked him up in, a, I think, every league um, where I had room to do it, just for the hell of it. Um, 
see what happens with him. But he's starting to practice this week, so we'll see if he if he plays. Uh, I think they play Monday night against the Rams, right? Yes, they do. Big NFC West showdown. <laughs> more prime time magic. Yeah, more prime time magic. I mean, we had the Seahawks and the Cardinals last week. NFC West showdown, and again Monday night football. Rams and Seahawks this time. Well, don't Next worry, because Thursday night, Thursday night oh, could Bucks possibly br- be worse than Monday night. You think so? Bucks and the Panthers. Pretty bad game. At least we have Cam Newton to, to watch, and I like Carolina's defense. Vincent Jackson will be in action, but no more Doug Martin. I mean, that's a bad game, dude. Yeah, that is a pretty bad game. I yeah. All three prime times are bad. What's the sun? Oh, Packers and the Vikings. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't. I think we did our preseason predictions. I don't think either of us had the Vikings getting the back to the playoffs. That was kind of a mirage last year. Yeah, definitely. And I guess the TV execs didn't buy into our theory because, you know, they've got them in prime time. Well, and you had the reigning MVP. Yeah. Right. And you had a playoff team reigning MVP. I mean, what hap- What is going on with Adrian Peterson? By the way, I mean, thirteen carries for what twenty something yards last night. I don't know how you can have Josh Freeman throw the ball 50 times and only give the ball to Peterson 11 or 13 times, whatever it was. I think we'll all agree that if Adrian Peterson was on a tear right now, even if the team was 1-5 in five or whatever they are, um, it'd still be fun to watch them. Yeah, you know? of course. But not now. They're putting the ball in the hands of Josh Freeman, who's been on their team for like 14 minutes. And he's throwing of, it to Jerome Simpson and Greg Jennings. I mean, come on. Two washed-up veterans. What are they doing? Is this the time of year where Adrian Peterson comes alive, the coaches come to their senses and go, we just got to give them the ball 30 times? Well, they're on a bye this week, so hopefully that can come true. No, they're not on a bye this week. They're playing the Packers. Oh, right, right, right. I'm sorry. That's what I'm saying. Give us something to watch, dudes. Come on. Yeah, it's pretty bad. No, they got got the Packers and they got Dallas and Washington. So this is is like a three-game stretch, at least in my opinion, where he could kind of have a catch fire a little bit. Yeah, he 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 can't bad defenses. I mean, he's been really quiet, Bill. Yeah, five hundred. What does he have? Five hundred yards on the year. Five hundred eleven yards. Yeah, how many touchdowns? Two. Well, he's five. Oh, does he? No, wait. No. How many does he have? Three. I'm no, looking five, here on five, ESPN. Five, it says he has five. five. Yeah, he does. Two in week one, one in week three, two in week four. So he hasn't scored in two games. Oh, there you go. Yes, you're yeah. correct. Yeah. Yeah, two games over 100 yards. Last two games combined, 90 yards rushing. Ugh. Combined. But last two games, 23 rushes combined. Yeah, that's what's... Like, what yeah. is that? I, I mean, I know, know he had the, the terrible tragedy with the family. Is that is that the deal? Is he, did he say coach, you know, because he didn't practice a lot? Maybe he just said coaches, you know, just, you know, don't use me a lot. I mean, uh, what, what's the deal? How can know. you get 10 carries and 13 carries the last two games? It's almost like they – it's not even like they're using him as a decoy because there was no play action last night. <laughs> I yeah, don't know I don't what's know. going on. I don't know. What's next, Mr. Bill? All right, we got uh, the phone line, 855-478-7030. You can email us, radio at footballnation.com. If you have any of these players or any of these uh, players from a team, Ravens, Bears, Texans, Colts, Chargers – and Titans, they're all on a bye this week. Maybe one of your players went down with an injury. You're looking for a waiver wire replacement. Now is the time to get some advice. 855-478-7030. And, Todd, with that, 
Let's get to our waiver wire report for week eight. Free agents, pickups, or waiver wire claims. Man, I'm glad I called that guy. The names may be different in your league, but the players are the same. The fantasy football champs are here with the roster moves you should make this week. All right, so Todd, we had two big injuries at quarterback with Jay Cutler and Sam Bradford. Obviously, Bradford's out for the year. But I'm not interested at all in either of their backups. Kellen Clemens or Josh McCown, I'm just skipping over those guys. There's better uh, capable quarterbacks out there that you should be picking up, like Jake Locker, who was back in action. Even though the Titans are on a bye, I still like Jake Locker as a pickup if you're looking for a quarterback, too. I agree with that. He, uh... He's been a pleasant surprise when he's been healthy this year. Now, what yeah. is your take on Case Keenum and what the situation there is in Texas? Because I have to admit, he you know he gave him a little life. I know they only scored 16 points. Yeah, he looked. I mean, he looked. Uh, the team looked a little different with him under center. I thought. You know, I was going to put Case Keenum on the report this week, and then I read it uh, something off. Uh, Roto- yeah, right. Coach, Matt Schaub's still Gar- the guy. Yeah, Coach Gary Kubiak said uh, Matt Schaub is still the starting quarterback. Admitted he would evaluate the position during the team's bye week, which is this weekend. So we'll see. I don't know if Keenum's going to be the starter. You know, remember, Schaub was injured this weekend. That's why he, he was ruled inactive. Right. Um, they didn't want to go with TJ Yates. They, they went with, with Case Keenum, which, uh, as we know, uh, is a fan favorite down there in Houston. But I don't know if Keenum's going to be the guy going forward. Yeah, I agree. I uh I just wanted to bring his name up because a lot of people were talking, a lot of chatter about Keenum after his performance. Again, you know, he was up against the best defense in the league on the road, and he hung in there. He, you know, he, he didn't, it wasn't lights out, but 271 yards, that's, you know, that's decent. Showed some mobility. Um, good luck to Gary Kubiak if he goes back to Matt Schaub after the bye week. But the yeah. fans down there. Yeah, I mean, they were booing him when he got injured. So. Here's the deal, though. They, and their first game back, by the way, is against the Colts at home. Right. Tough game. Uh, both teams coming off a bye. But then after that, Cardinals, Raiders, Jacksonville, Patriots, Jacksonville. Oh. There's like four winnable games in there. Yeah. So, see what happens. All right, so let's move uh, away from the quarterbacks, Todd. Let's look at the running backs. Roy Helu, the Shanahanigans are back in 2013. Roy Helu getting a lot of goal line packages that led to his three rushing touchdowns. Listen, Alfred Morris is not taking anything away from him. He still had a good day yardage-wise. But when you see Helu getting the three TDs, you have to scratch your head a little bit, and it, it makes fantasy managers take notice. Yeah, it does. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, I think Roy Helu had only had three touchdowns his entire career, I heard, and now he has yes. – Three in one game. That is correct. I mean, is this an aberration? What are we making of this? Is this going to be the way it is moving forward? Is he the goal line guy, or what's the deal? I don't know if he's going to be the goal line guy, but I do think he's going to be involved involved a lot more in that offense. He, he's a pretty good uh, receiver out of the backfield as well. Alfred Morris coughed up the fumble, coughed up the ball again this week, so maybe the the coaches are a little bit concerned about Morris's uh, fumbling problems. Hmm. I mean, I'm looking at. Uh... Jeez. I mean, two of his touchdown rushes were three yards. So, you know, that's goal line, man. The other one yep. was 14. Yeah. Uh, it's just going to be a headache. But, you know, what do you do? Are you recommending people pick him up? Uh, yes, absolutely. I think the Redskins are a team that you want to buy into going forward. Moving on. 
to the running back situation in Tampa Bay, Bill. Mike James, Doug Martin's backup at the moment. Uh, late round pick from Miami, the U. He's going to probably be the starter now, right? Yeah, you think Doug Martin, um, you know, he he didn't get it done with his Buccaneers offense. So what can really Mike James do? Um, that's really the question for me. Uh, there's always intrigue when a starter goes down and, you know, people want to pick up his backup right away. But the Buccaneers are not a good football team. Uh, you can probably talk a little bit more about Mike James' skill set, but he did a pretty good job against the uh, the Falcons this this past weekend. Caught a lot of passes. So if you're in a PPR league, you're still, you certainly want to look at him. And if you had Doug Martin on your team, hopefully you had the handcuff here with, with Mike James. Caught three balls last week, Mike James. Uh, 14 rushes, 45 yards. That's pretty underwhelming, 3.2 yards per carry, Bill. Yeah. Um, speaking to his, his skill set, he's kind of just an average back. He can't, he can't catch the ball out of the backfield. He's not going to blow you away with anything in particular, though, Bill. He's not like a... Um, you know, a small, quick guy or a big power guy. He's just kind of a guy. And, um, you know, uh, I agree. Pick him up because the, the pickings are slim. Yeah. And at least right now, he's scheduled to be the starting running back for this team. But uh, I wouldn't get terribly excited about him. Especially with the two upcoming games for the Bucks, Carolina Panthers this weekend, good defense. And then he's playing at Seattle against the Seahawks. Uh. Yeah, it's rough going for, for Mike James. How about Chris Ivory of the New York Jets? Can't ignore his 34 carries. Bilal Powell was nowhere to be found. Rex Ryan kind of said after the game that they just planned on using Ivory a little bit more. Listen, Ivory's a guy that he has the talent, and the Jets like to run the football, but can he stay healthy? That's the main question when talking about Chris Ivory. So we have him on the waiver wire pickup list because, again, running back, you have to have depth as a position, and when a guy emerges with 34 carries in a game, you take notice. Is, there, is the injury thing the reason that Powell didn't play more? I don't know. What, I have no idea what was going on there. I really don't. I don't know what I happened. I a, mean, Ivory had 104 yards, but it took him 34 carries to get there. 34 carries? You don't see that anymore. <laughs> uh, well, Bilal Powell had that he had the minor neck injury. Yeah. He was listed as probable going into the Patriots game. Right. There has to be more to it than that. Has to be. Yeah, I, I just don't know what. No. I agree, but I don't, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's a 30, 34 carries for Ivory, three for Powell. Yep. I mean, that's just uh, craziness. So, hey, you know, the Jets uh, continue to get it done. They're winning games, Bill. And they, you know, we, there's a lot of talk about the the crazy penalty call in overtime. Yeah. And you can, you know, we can talk about that later if you like. Yeah. But the bottom line is the Jets – Kind of, they outplayed the Patriots in the second half of that game. They certainly did. They, you know, they literally they just outplayed them, and uh, they kind of deserved to win the game. Yeah. You know, if you look at it that way. So they're four and three right now. Shocking me. I never thought they'd be four and three. Me either. I thought a couple of their games four have been, wins all year. Yeah, and a couple of their games have been crappy wins. But hey, in the NFL, you got to win the crappy games. You know. Yep. I mean, there's nobody's. There's no team out there that's playing juggernauts each and every week. There's a lot of bad teams in the NFL. You got to beat them, and the Jets are doing that. So, uh, interesting stuff there. Now, moving on down the line, how about running back for the Dallas Cowboys, Lance Dunbar? Joseph Randall wasn't very impressive, Bill, against the Eagles. What's the status of Dunbar moving forward? Well, you got to remember, Todd, going back to training camp and all the way up through Week Six, Dunbar was listed as the backup 
for DeMarco Murray. It wasn't Joseph Randall, but because of Dunbar's hamstring injury, that's why we saw Joseph Randall in action this weekend. We're not sure when DeMarco Murray is going to come back. I think it's still going to be a couple more weeks. I like Lance Dunbar going forward because technically that's who the backup should be. That's who the Cowboys wanted to go to if Murray wasn't able to be in action. Joseph Randall, what did he have this weekend? Five catches for 43 yards. Oh, excuse me, three catches for 23, 28 yards and 65 yards on the ground. So, I mean, total yards from scrimmage, not that bad. If you're in a PPR league, the three catches help. But I, I like Lance Dunbar uh, going forward more than Joe Randall. Yeah. Um, again, just another messy situation. Yeah, that, um, you, you just got to kind of – I mean, with all the injuries, Bill, you just kind of got to build your roster with guys that can contribute any way, shape, or form. You know? yep. We're at the point now where in like a non-PPR, if you can get <laughs> like eight points out of a running back, like a running back two or a flex. That's helping. You, you need to get it. I mean, you just need to take it and just lower your expectations. Again, and I referenced my league earlier in the show. You know, I'm not going to be scoring 130, 140 every week. I'm just not, you know. I'm going to win games 100 to 95, I hope, yep. you know. Yep. So eight points is, is big. Um, just sure. You, you just got to kind of lower your expectations. Moving on to the wide receivers, Bill, the waiver yeah. wire spot. Who do we have? All right, so I'm going to start off with Darius Hayward Bay because we know Reggie Wayne is out. We both like Andrew Luck. Hey, it's Darius Hayward Bay and T.Y. Hillen. That's who the uh, Colts have right now. Throw in uh, LeVon Brazil, but it's going to be DHB, and it's going to be our boy T.Y. So DHB should certainly see a lot more targets going forward. Let's see if he can hold on to the football. Uh, Jeremy Curley of the New York Jets is doing a great job. Uh, catching passes from Geno Smith. Santonio Holmes is expected to miss a few more weeks. I, I'm, I mention Jeremy Curley every week, and yet no one picks him up. He's still available in the, in the wide majority of Yahoo leagues out there. So get your hands on Jeremy Curley. Uh, he's looking pretty good with Geno Smith. And then another guy I like in a PPR league, Todd, is Kendall Wright of the Tennessee Titans. I realize they're on a bye this week, but when you go for nine for 98 and they're – you don't really have a lot of other competition uh, in terms of getting targets on the on, on that team. You know, you think of Nate Washington, really just a big play guy. Kenny Britt kind of worked his way out of that game plan. Uh, Chris Johnson and Kendall Wright, that's who are making plays in this Titans passing game. So I like our guy, Kendall Wright, second-year player out of where? Baylor? Baylor, baby. Yeah, that's right. All right. With Josh, He teamed up with Josh Gordon and RG3. Terrence Williams. And Terrence Williams, right? All of them. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm not wondering why he won the Heisman. Uh, next up, another second-year wide receiver, Marvin Jones. Two touchdowns in two games, or in the last two games. Marvin Jones definitely emerging as uh, the playmaker alongside A.J. Green over there in Cincinnati. And then Brandon Gibson, two TDs in Week 7. Three games this year with over 70 yards. In a PPR league, he's good enough to be a wide receiver four or five. Moving on to the tight ends, Bill. Who do we have? Jeff Reed, again, he was our suggestion last week, but I'm reminding everyone out there to pick him up. He's going to be involved in that Washington Redskins offense going forward. The team is reportedly trying to trade Fred Davis, so that's good news for Jeff uh, for Jeff Reed. And then how oh, about Andrew? Jeff Reed? Who is that? The Jordan Reed. Steelers kicker? Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was it Jeff Reed, the old kicker for the Steelers? Yes, you are. He always correct. got the DUIs and stuff. I don't know about that, did he? I think I think he did. Yeah. I thought that was Mike Vanderchat. 
think he had a couple DUIs too. Up now in there, there's a an old school fantasy kicker. For yeah. You. Remember what um, he said about Peyton Manning? Yes. Talking trash, talking trash about Peyton Manning. He got caught like a day later. Oh yeah, you don't mess with that guy. No, you don't. He's, he'd say something bad about you know, uh, Soprano, and, and you're whacked the next day, right? That's right. That's you right. You say something bad about Manning, you're cut. Yeah, that's right. Uh, sticking with these tight ends, the last one we have, Todd, is Andrew Corliss with Finley, Jermichael Finley out, Randall Cobb out, James Jones banged up. Someone's going to have to step up again for Aaron Rodgers. We know he's capable of making players better, and hopefully that will be the case if you uh, get your hands on Andrew Corliss. Wow. Andrew Corliss still hanging around the league, huh? Yeah, I can't believe that one either. Mm. So that was our waiver wire suggestions for week eight. You got questions, we have answers. Now's the time to get to them. 855-478-7030. We're going to Matt in Illinois. What's going on, Matt? How was uh how did your week seven team do? Yo, hey, Matt. Hello. Hey. What's up, bud? Yeah, I got a running back question. Uh, All right. I have uh this is a non PPR league. I have Jamal Charles and Alfred Morris playing, and uh, I need to pick a third, and I'm really thinking about playing Roy Hulu over Lamar Miller. He's been scoring more points than him the past two or three weeks. What do you think? So what, do you, is it, what, what kind of league are we in? It's a non-PPR, um, uh, you know, scoring. Not just scoring, but total yards and stuff. So what do you think, Bill? Non-PPR, would you... St- uh, play Lamar Miller or Halu? Well, you're you're already starting uh, Alfred. Uh, Alfred Morris. Yep. Yeah. I don't know if I can start both the Reds. They're both against backs. Denver this week. Yeah. I don't know, Todd. I mean, I like I like Halu, and I I think he did a good job with the three touchdowns this week. It's great that you already have him on your team, so you don't have to um, worry about getting him on off waivers since you have Morris already. That's great. I think I would go with Lamar Miller playing against the Patriots compared to two Redskins running backs playing against the Col- uh, the Broncos. Think so, Bill? I mean, is are we worried about Lamar Miller losing touches to Daniel Thomas? Last game, Daniel Thomas, 12, 12 carries, 60 yards. Lamar, 9 carries, 43 yards. Yeah, but Lamar Miller had had more snaps. Um, he, he, play, he, was on more, he was involved in more of the plays and – uh, I'm a little still surprised that Daniel Thomas is sticking around, but I'm just I'm not starting both of my Redskins running backs. What happens if they lay a huge egg against against the Broncos? Then you're screwed. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, if you're only getting four points out of Lamar Miller, who cares? All right. So what about? You think there's more upside? Put it this way: you think there's more upside with Halo or Miller? There's more upside with with Halo. Halo. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this guy, Lamar Miller, just he drives me nuts, Bill. What's his best performance this year, 69 yards? For the touchdown, yeah. I mean, is that is that really getting it done? No. No. I mean, he has 200, he's played six games, and he has 254 rushing yards. Right. You're bad at math, but I'll tell you that that's about 43 <laughs> yards a game. Thank you, thank you. I needed that. <laughs> And it's not like he's some PPR guy either. Six catches in six games. Right. For 25 yards. Two touchdowns total for this guy. Yeah, I don't know. Hilo, I, I, I mean, Hilo had gonna... three touchdowns in his career, and then he, all of a sudden he has three more in one week. I know. I mean, and that's an aberration. I know. I understand. Yeah. I'm just saying that uh, 
I don't know. I think Lamar Miller is a safer bet to see more touches than than Halo. Okay, um, but I think Halo's got more upside against the Broncos. That Broncos game, the Redskins are going to be in a lot of shootouts, Bill. Yep. Because their defense stinks no matter who they're playing, and I mean the Broncos could put up fifty on them this week, mm. and they're gonna the Redskins will be able to move it on them. I know you're gonna talk about the Redskins in another segment. So you're down with the Redskins, you know, kind of being a team to look out for. I just think Halu has more upside than Lamar Miller this week because Lamar Miller's upside is clearly 12 points. Right. That's right. it. Matt, 60 rushing your... and a touchdown, that's the best you're going to get from Lamar Miller. Matt, what's your record so far? I am 6-1 and one first place. Nice. So, I mean, it's not like he needs – you know, if he was in a desperation mode, I think I would go with Halu, but – Six and one, you can rely on. Uh, I think you don't need that high upside play this week. I'm I'm going with Miller. Todd disagrees. He says you should go with Helu. Flip a coin, pick your favorite host. Okay, cool. Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Matt. Didn't really help him out there, Todd, but at least we gave him a lot of analysis. Well, we can't always agree on everything. I'm oh, just right. so down on Lamar Miller. Does he drive? I hear you, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. He kill. He's killing me, this guy. Eight five five four seven eight seven zero three zero is the phone number. Let's get to one or two emails, Todd, before our next break. Uh, we're going to go to our, uh, Ian has two questions. Randall Cobb is eligible to return in week 15. At this point, should I release him or keep him and hope he's ready for the fantasy playoffs? And I think a lot of people, Todd, have this on their mind. When you see a player uh, with a caliber like Cobb and you know he's going to come back in time for the fantasy playoffs, you want to know what you should do with him. My opinion is this. Are you really going to trust or rely or take a risk with a guy that hasn't played in over two months and all of a sudden just throw him into your lineup and hope for the best? Is, is Randall Cobb that talented that we can take that kind of risk? Nope. That was quick. <laughs> He's not. I, told, I'm, I, I dumped him. and I'm in a PPR did. league. Yeah. And I'm going to the playoffs. I mean, I'm sitting in a position where I should be playoff bound. And I dumped him. I can't. Uh, I'm not gonna play. I'm not gonna. Like you just said, Bill. Even if he comes back in week 15, you know you're you're in the playoffs. It's all on the line. You can't just plug the guy in. He hasn't played in months, two months. Right. And you're just gonna plug him in. I mean, I, I can't see that happening. Yeah, I I can't either. And you know what? Maybe what you want to do is drop him now and pick him up and. I don't know, four more weeks, pick him up uh, week 12, week 13, just to prevent anyone else from getting him and trying to use him against you. After all, you drafted this guy. You'd hate to see one of your opponents use him against you, but I really don't think you have to worry about that at this point. I will say this. Do you know who the Packers play on the week 15? No, I don't. I can look it up real quick. Dallas Cowboys. Oh. <laughs> so someone in the league – Someone in most people's leagues, barring, you know, as long as the news is that he's on the right track to come back, yeah, someone's going to pick him up. Um, the question is, do you play him? You know, and we're speculating for eight weeks down the line right now. Yeah, so it's which possible. is absurd. But I guess my point is this. If he's asking, should I drop him? Yes, you should drop him. Should I consider picking him up later? Yeah, consider picking him up later. Maybe more of a defensive move than anything else. Mm. Right? Yep. Uh, but I wouldn't. Personally, if I'm in the playoffs, you know, fast forwarding to week 15, and you know, um, my team's hopefully playing well, you know, my my roster, I'm going to go with the guys that have got me there the past three, four, five weeks. You know, 
I'm not going to just randomly pluck Randall Cobb out of nowhere I'm, and play. I'm with you. I'm totally with you there. You Next know. question from Ian, another good one. How should I approach Trent Richardson moving forward? He's been terrible. Yeah, I've been, I'm with you, Ian. I have the same situation. Um, and my mindset, Bill, at this point, now they're on a bye this week, which is actually which is a relief. Good. Yeah. I don't have to worry about it. But exactly. I think my, my mindset now is you don't cut him, okay? No, we can't cut him. Don't cut him because there's so many injuries across the board that, you know, he's – He's still starting running back. He's still he's still getting 15 touches a game. So, do you think he he's just, better off with the Browns? You think he would have had a better season this year if he just stayed in Cleveland? Because it's been bad, Todd. 37 yards on a fumble last week. 40 yards uh, in week six. 56 yards in week five. 60 yards in week four. He's not doing anything. <laughs> I know he's like Lamar Miller. They're the same guy. Um, yeah. I, I I just I just lower my expectations with him, and he's now like a RB three or four, you know. Right. He just is, and it's terrible to, to say that he's even an RB three or four. But, but he's like Lamar Miller. It's like I've got these guys on my roster, Bill, and I and it's not like I have all these other guys to plug in ahead of him. And my teams are pretty deep, dude, and I still don't. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, I might have a Lashawn McCoy or a Jamal Charles, but then after that. It, you know, all these guys are hurt. And, you so, know, this This is why it goes back to the draft where we say it. Ha- you have to get depth at running back. It's so important to get depth at running back. It doesn't make sense to draft a quarterback early because you're going to be losing out on running backs. You need to get running backs, running backs, running backs, running backs. We try to jam it down people's throats, and this is why. Some of them don't pan out. Some of them get injured. Some of them are on a bye this week. So you always have to have running back depth. Have to have it. Yep. So, you know. So what do you do with Trent Richardson? You just lower your expectations and you plug him in when you don't have any other better options. There's really not much more to say about him. But I, I don't I don't foresee some amazing turnaround with him. No, neither do I. 855-478-7030 is the phone number. We're going to our boy TDT, Frank, one of our FF champs, homeboys. What's going on, Frank? How's it going, Bill? Doing all right, man. How did you survive in week seven? Uh, I survived, but... I lost, I guess, a quarter of my team in some cases. Oh, man. Brutal. It's tough. It was a tough yeah. week. <laughs> had one we had Reggie Wayne, um, Doug Martin, and uh, even Brandon Marshall. Yeah. I mean, all so, of them are uh, down and out. Marshall, uh, we'll see what happens with the with the color injury. Yeah. But the uh, reason I'm calling, so in a different league, I also have a Doug Martin. And uh, I'm not sure how to fill him in. So I got fourth pick on the waiver wire so i'm not guaranteed necessarily what i go after right but um obviously mike james is out there brant bolden's out there doug brown or i'm sorry donald brown peyton hillis and chris ivory and Mm -hmm. i'd say jonathan stewart but he's probably not coming back anytime soon yeah jonathan stewart i think week nine so you're in an interesting spot here i do think you should go after mike james first Oh, I'm sorry. And I was, in my bench, I have uh, Willis McGay. <laughs> Didn't laugh too hard. Yeah. Um, it's a tough spot here with the running backs, Todd. I like Mike James. I actually was excited about Peyton Hillis last night. I thought he did a good job. But it was against the Vikings. The Giants situation at running back is such a mess. Brandon Jacobs in and out. Uh, Andre Brown's coming back in a few weeks. Peyton Hillis just got picked up off the street. So I'm not going to bank on Peyton Hillis. I, I do like... 
Chris Ivory if he can stay healthy because the Jets, we know they're dedicated to running the football. But if Ivory can't stay healthy, then I feel like that'll be a wasted pickup instead of going after a guy like Mike James, who you know is going to have the job. Well, is Mike James, does he have the job? It sounds like he has it right now, but I guess from some of the stuff you guys were putting out there, um, you know, with Redmond getting cut and whatnot, Redmond, sounds like there's a couple other candidates that could be floating out there for him. Didn't they bring in, are they considering bringing in Bobby Rainey off waivers? They signed Bobby Rainey, yes. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he was cut by the Browns. How good How good were we expecting him to be? Cut by the, cut by the Ravens, cut by the Browns. That's what that's what concerns me about these guys that are just getting picked up off the street is you know, they don't know the playbook. You don't know how long it's going to take to adjust. You know, people are still saying Trent Richardson doesn't know the playbook. It's been five weeks. It's been over a month. So I don't really – I'm not going after it. It's the same thing with Peyton Hillis. So like I, those kind of guys concern me a little bit. At least Mike James has been there all people. summer. What's that? At least Peyton Hillis can run over a couple people. Well, listen, not exactly, dude. I was at that game last night. He tried to run over somebody, and instead of running over him, he ended up fumbling the football. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> so, you know, it's slim pickings right now on the waiver wire. So you, yeah, you had Mike so James and Payne Hill. Who else Mike James Chris and Ivory? Chris Ivory? I think Chris Ivory is the best bet to go, but the injury, that scares me too. Is, um, is Doug Martin done for the season? Todd was just asking that as well. I, mean, I think I cut, he's done. I, Tor- with him? I mean, tor- torn labrum typically means you're done for the year. I don't know why he would come back in week 16 and week 17. I have no problem cutting him. No problem whatsoever. I mean, okay. if you want to listen, what I did with Julio Jones to play it safe, what I did with Julio, I made sure that, you know, he was going to get that surgery. And once I found out he was going to get the surgery, I, I immediately cut him. So Maybe wanna, he wants if, to stay, you know, stick around and get some more of that MRSA that's been going around in Buck's, Buck's locker room. <laughs> Either that or he, he wants to get more of an earful from uh, that Shiano oh, guy. God. He's a total clown. Yeah. He's like a I mean, if, I, if I'm him, dude, I'm out of there. I am I'm shutting it down for the season. But uh, what I did with Julio was I waited until the official word, and then I, right. then I cut him. And I did the same thing. I'm probably going to do the same thing here, and I'm hoping we hear something in the next day or two on that, right? I mean, yeah, that's likely we should. But um, the Bucks can hold out all the hope they want. The fact is, Martin's done. Yep. Okay. Sounds all right, good. Frank, pre- appreciate the phone call. Best of luck. All right, guys, take care. See, Bill, that's the frustrating thing being in the business that we're in right now is there yeah. are no answers. There's no, there's, there are no Keenan Allens out there in the waiver wire this week that are no-brainers. Right. Do you know what I mean? There's no, there's no answers at running back. There's no guy that you're just like, you got to get this guy, you know? You know, someone asked me uh, last week, or actually not last week, four week seven, I think it was either Sunday night or Monday, once I found out Brandon Jacobs wasn't playing, they said, well, who should I start, Michael Cox or Peyton Hillis? I was like, dude, I have no idea. Neither of them have taken a snap in the Giants' backfield yet this year. I have no idea which one's going to play more. I have no idea which one's going to play better. We have not seen either of these guys yet. I don't know who's going to. How am I supposed to? How am I supposed to answer a question like that? I was very, very. I was shocked that that he would even like take the time to ask me a question like that because there's no way I can know an answer like that. I, I know. That's what I'm saying, man. Is we're in a strange time in the middle of the season where the injuries have been hit so hard that 
I mean, like you said, teams are signing guys off the street. Yep. I'm and surprised Michael Turner hasn't gotten a call yet. Where's he? He must be fat as, you know, yeah. a farm you cow. That, you think that's what it is? He's Dude, just not in any shape. He's got to be, like, holed up in a Dunkin' Donuts somewhere. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Firing down those munchkins <laughs> or something. He must be, like, 412 pounds. Yeah, the burner. You're right, man. Where, where did he? Where is he? He's not even uh, named in any of these. He had double-digit touchdowns last year. Payton Hills, Wills McGahee, Bobby Rainey all got jobs off the street in the last month. Michael Turner, his name hasn't even come up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he let himself go. Yeah, he knew, yeah, he knew just, it was done. He's just hanging out at home watching, you know, Nickelodeon. Who, who are some other, like, washed-up running backs that, that people can call up off the street? Peyton Hills was a pretty good one. No, that's, that That might be the ultimate. <laughs> I know, Peyton Hills. Madden cover boy. I'll tell you what, Totally man, fell off. That guy had that crazy good year. And in one of my leagues, I'll never forget, there's a guy in my league who um, we have a, a rule where you can – it's a, it's not really a keeper league. You only keep one guy from the year before. Mm-hmm. And it's only a guy that you drafted in the ninth round or later. Right. So, you know, so you know if you hit on a sleeper, then you can keep for the next year, and it's kind of a bonus. So this guy picked Peyton Hillis in one year it, with his last pick, whatever, 17th round or whatever. Yeah. The next year, he is bragging up a storm oh, at God. draft day. Because he gets Peyton Hillis in the seventeenth round, and we're all like, "Wow, that's pretty good," you know. Good value. Good value. Turned out not to be great value. <laughs> Turned yeah. out to be a total bust. Uh, you know, Phil, like it's slim pickings right now, man. And it certainly is. Um, I'm just looking down the list, man. There's just there aren't really that many running backs that are keeping owners happy right now, just in general. If you look at the running back ch- champs from this week, Todd. You had a guy like Matt Forte on it, which, you know, we expect him to make the uh, running back champs every once in a while. But then you have uh, Roy Helu as the second running back champ this week. I mean, I'm, I don't even, I'm, I'm trying to look this. at how many running backs had over say, 100 yards. I don't know. I'm going to say that right now of the preseason running backs that, you know, were in the top 15 or so, okay, mm. I'm going to say that five of them are living up to – or close to living up to expectations or exceeding expectations. Jamal Charles, I'll say McCoy, Marshawn Lynch, Matt Forte, Frank Gore. Peterson? No. (sighs) Expectations? Points-wise, he's still up there. All right. Well, the last two weeks, I don't know. I mean, you, you drafted him number one overall. Yeah. In the last two weeks, he, he you know, he has 23 total car- yeah, carries. Right, right. Uh, okay, I, you know, he's borderline. But these other guys, I mean, there's just so many of them that just fall off the face of the earth, Bill. It's just amazing. There were two 100-yard rushers in week seven. Care to two. guess who they were? Two of them. Chris Ivory. Yep. And we talked about him a little earlier, and you were like, uh, there's another one with no Sean. You, you grouped them with no Sean Moreno, Todd. Oh, Ryan Matthews. <laughs> yep. Ryan Matthews and Chris Ivory were the only running backs to go over for uh, over 100 yards. Two of them. Unbelievable. And you got Haley rushing for three touchdowns. You want to know how many receivers went over 100 yards? Um, Guess. Receivers, 10. tight ends. Rece- oh, good guess. 11. 11. Gronk, is, Gronk is included in that. Gronk. Okay. Gronk Mike, is the- 
Mike Brown of the Jaguars, over 100 yards. Jared Boykin from the Packers, over 100 yards. All household names. Harry Douglas from the Falcons, over 100 yards. Mm. Household franchise wide receivers. By the way, last night was the last time of the season I'm ever going to start Hakeem Nicks in a game. Ever. Yeah, well, you know, I would be—I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he got traded. Trade deadlines next week. Why don't the Colts call up the Giants and say, "Hey, send us a hey, team"? That's not a bad call, dude. That's not a bad uh, call. I you mean, know? the guy is not under contract this year. The Giants are risking losing him anyway. They might as well get something for him now. But the Colts just gave up something for—he's given first-round pick for Trent. So give up a second-round pick for Hakeem. I would not give up a second-round pick for Hakeem Nicks. Especially now with the contract situation. No, no way. Well, what about Josh Gordon? I might give up like a fourth-round pick. What about Josh Gordon, Todd? Uh, what's his contract status? I'm not sure. Apparently, Adam Schefter is saying that three teams are making deals or or giving offers to the Browns for Josh Gordon. Now, is that a good thing fantasy-wise? I think so. Really? Because he's, I mean, other than last week, he's been producing pretty well. For the Browns. Like, this is another guy that's going to be transplanted. Well, and as a fantasy owner, you know, do I really want to see him have to learn a new system and, like, suffer for a month or whatever? I'm just thinking of the teams that would be going after him. I think the 49ers, the Colts, and maybe the Lions, three teams with capable and competent quarterbacks and pretty good, you know, a, a good solid team that, that's in winning mode. The Browns. You know, I would not trust him with the Niners. Oh, I would. Nope. Not at all. Team that wants to run it. They've got Bolden who can pop up here and there. Vern Davis is the number one guy. I wouldn't trust. I wouldn't. Fantasy wise, I think that that would be a downgrade for Gordon. What about the Lions? Now that's an interesting one. Because the Lions just they just throw it all over the place. Right. So I I wouldn't mind that one. Um, The Colts would be intriguing too. But, uh, you know, I just think that the bad taste in my mouth of <laughs> Trent going there, um, you know, I, I think the Lions would be the best fantasy fit. Okay. Let's put it that way. What All do you right. think? I think I, I agree with that. And I don't think it would hurt Megatron. Um, Too much. No, I mean, how much can you really hurt Megatron? He's going to get his no matter yeah. what. It may not help him, but it, it maybe it would help him a little bit. You know, Could be. Take, take away. So I think that the, the Lions would be the pick. All right. If it's not the Lions, though, I think I'd rather just have them stay put. Yeah. I've I got see. I've got Josh Gordon literally in every league. So do I. Because I, you know, I drafted him with a late round pick. All these schmoes yep. in my other leagues forgot. You know, oh, he's suspended. I'm like, yeah, he's suspended. He'll be back. You know. Mm-hmm. So I've got a lot, and I've got so many injured dudes, Bill, that Gordon, I can't let. He can't drop off for me. No. He has you. to continue. He has to produce. You know, I got Randall Cobb gone, and you need him to fill in, you know? Yeah, I, same thing with me. I had Julio. Ford is my number one. I have Julio in another league. And it's like fun. Top Gun when, when uh, whatchamacallit calls him to the office. He's like, you know, whatever the guy's name is. Uh, he's like, you know, I'm making up the nickname. He's like, Ghost Rider is out. He was number one. Now you guys, you two knuckleheads are in. You're the new number one. You know what I'm talking about? That scene in Top yeah. Gun? Who uh, I forget what the guy's name is, but it's not Ghost Rider, Bob. Iceman? I no, not Iceman. The guy that got shaken up in the air and he was like all little wishy washy. Goose. 
No, Nothing. no, no. Goose and Maverick were the guys that became the new number ones. He's like, <laughs> I gotta send you guys to Top Gun. No, I, I love that movie back then. Yeah, the I like that um, movie too. But you're right, it's an underrated character because he's yeah. barely a character. Because right. he becomes the whole, you know, Maverick versus Iceman thing. Merlin? Right. Merlin. Is it Merlin? No. I'm frantically on YouTube right now. It was the guy that, remember when Tom Cruise goes back up into the air and he was like, and and he like kind of leads him back down to, to, to land the plane with his friend. He like flies alongside him and they keep showing a picture of his, of his uh, daughter and his wife. And you're like, you know, he's totally shaken up. Jester. No, not Jester. Jester's the instructor. Not Jester. Not Viper? <laughs> nah, I don't think it was Viper. I don't think it was Merlin either. But I love it. The bald guy with the cigar. He's like, I gotta send you two knuckleheads to Top Gun. That's what we're like with Josh Gordon. Big time knucklehead off the field. We know that. I think he's now our number one. He's now our number one. Well, what is this? Do we say? have to go to break? Yeah, what do you say we're going to go to break? Listen, here's what's coming up next. 855-478-7030. That's our phone number. Your telephone calls are coming up next. Plus, we're going to review the winning lineup from our Week 7 contest winner at DraftKings.com. You're listening to the Fantasy Football Champs on Football Nation Radio. You know who wasn't surprised when the likes of Tom Kaepernick, Alfred Morris, Doug Martin, and RG3 took the NFL by storm last fall? The guys at collegefootballgeek.com. That's who. Collegefootballgeek.com has been the nation's premier college fantasy football strategy and advice site since 2008. We're in the business of identifying fantasy gold at the college level. At collegefootballgeek.com, you can run mock drafts against the mighty CFG computer, customize your own fantasy cheat sheets, tap into our experts for advice, and keep up with the latest player news for all 124 schools. And the best part, it's free to subscribe. So whether you want to dominate your college fantasy football league, or if you simply want to get an edge on your NFL fantasy leagues by identifying tomorrow's fantasy stars today, check out collegefootballgeek.com. Footballnation.com is all football all the time. It's a one-stop shop for diehard football fans to get their football fix. NFL, college football, fantasy football, news, analysis, videos, articles, and podcasts. You'll find it all on footballnation.com. It's a great place to interact with thousands of hardcore, passionate NFL, college, and fantasy football fans. Want to get in the game? The Football Nation community gives hardcore fans the power to share their opinions, views, passions, photos, gripes, stats, or analysis. FN has the biggest network of user contributors dedicated solely to covering football. Join our team today and instantly launch your own team, player, or fantasy football column or blog. Build your own personal brand and following with your Football Nation portfolio of content. If you love football, you belong on FootballNation.com. Simply sign up for free at FootballNation.com and become a citizen of Football Nation today. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. 
DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won hundred grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. Win your fantasy league and your trophy too. It's FF Champs. FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice too. FF Champs is for you. FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance. Player rankings, injury updates, and waiver wire advice. The fantasy football champs cover it all. Uh, welcome back to the fantasy football champs on Football Nation Radio. Bill Enright, Todd DeVries, hanging out with you. And we just went through our waiver wire report. So if you have a question about who to pick up this week, now's the time to get in your calls, 855-478-7030. You can also email us, radio at footballnation.com. Todd, before we get into that, we had another big contest at DraftKings.com in Week 7. And uh, we have the winning lineup. I'm very impressed by this lineup because we're going to go through the lineup here and kind of tell you who we played position by position I'm trying to look up the the people the guy that won his name. I don't even know who who won this week. Last last week, Bodog won, uh, one of our FF champs homeboys, and also uh, Perio Four won another contest. But I don't know who won this week. I'm not sh- I'm not familiar with whoever S Pariza is. But no. That's who won. Pretty good lineup, though, man. Certainly was quarterback. He had Peyton Manning, and that's what's interesting here, Todd. Peyton Manning is the only player. That will cost you ten thousand, eleven thousand dollars. Everyone else is under that, you know, uh, five-digit mark. So even with Peyton Manning in his lineup, he's still got a, a really good roster in here. Not only that, he he had three Broncos, and that's what on his roster. Pretty so much. Let's go. Worked. Let's go through the yeah. roster quickly. Okay. All right. So he he spent big on quarterback with Peyton Manning, and hey, if you're going to spend big, you might as well do it with Peyton, right? Sure. Next, you have the running back tandem of Fred Jackson and Quiz Rogers. Now, I love the Quiz Rogers play, especially in a full-point PPR. Yeah. And he had a good day. Certainly did. Two touchdowns and eight catches. It's basically like three touchdowns on the day. Huge. Yep. Over at wide receiver, he went with Eric Decker. So he had the right Bronco this week. That's the key, Todd, and that you bring up a good point. I had Wes Welker. Uh, not the right Bronco. Eric Decker got the bonus, got the touchdown, and he also had eight catches. Huge day for Decker. And that's, you know, when you when you have invested in the Broncos trio of receivers, and we won't count Orange Julius in this quite yet because he's a different position, you, you just got to ride with them because they're going to have their weeks. You just, you know, they're going to spread it around, though. Some weeks, Demarius Thomas is going to be the guy. Other weeks, it's going to be Welker. In some weeks, it'll be Decker. So he hit it with Decker. His other wide receiver, Keenan Allen, actually had a kind of a quiet day for him. A little bit. Tight end, he goes with another Bronco, an orange Julius, Julius Thomas. Touchdown. Five catches, 41 yards in the TD. Interesting flex move, Bill. Now, in the flex. This had to be a last-minute move. 
probably was, but it was a pretty smart one. Yeah. In the flex, he didn't go. And again, this is daily fantasy, so you can pick anyone. You know, you don't have like it's not like you're, you know, you're you're Lock season long fantasy. You know, you might put two tight ends in, one in the flex if you're kind sure. of in a bind. He goes with Gronk in the flex, and it pans what out a, huge. What a move, Gronk! Hundred yard bonus. Didn't get the touchdown, but he had eight catches, so that's good <laughs> enough for a TD. Huge. Yeah. Um, Panthers defense was a nice play, too. Certainly was. So, uh, not hey, a, you don't, know. Don't knock the kicker either. Graham Gano, 14 points, Todd, and outscoring his wide receiver, too. How about it? Nice move. Well, you, you know, that's a. I would say that this was a very risky lineup that panned out. Um, I don't when know. I say risky, I mean, you know, when, when you're going with one of the three Broncos wide receivers, you've got a. 50% chance at best that one yeah. of them is going to pan out, right? Yeah. And then if you put a you put Gronk, who hasn't played in a year, in your flex, and he comes out huge. You know, I'm, I'm looking through the standings here. I don't see the fantasy phantom. He's so much of a phantom that he's not even in the standings. Fantasy phantom did not <laughs> did not get in this week. <laughs> Took a little break. <laughs> lurking, you know in the, you know, lurking in the fantasy shadows again? Do you know what I'm into? What? The college, college, fantasy. yeah, I know. I, I get so that. wrapped up in that. Well, you got to give us some advice. Help me out here. It's it's pretty easy to win, my friend. Yeah, you take down any big contests? Not any big ones yet, but it's coming. Well, DraftKings has it all. I mean, they have football, they have basketball, they have hockey. Uh, baseball's done, but they do have college football. So we're trying to help everyone win money over at DraftKings.com. Uh, well, how did you do this week? I did not that not that good, not that I well. Am, well. How'd you do? I finished in twentieth. Who was your roster? Uh, Eli, bust. Ugh. Frank Gore, Jamal Charles, great. Yep. Victor Cruz, Welker. And, you know. Cruz. So the, Cruz, your Giants killed you again, basically. Cruz kind of burned me. If, if Eli throws for 250, two or three touchdowns. And Cruz, I win. And Cruz catches 120 in a touch. You, I win. Yeah, you're in yeah. good shape. Yeah, and Cruz do- dropped the touchdown like a 40-yarder last night. Who'd you put in the flex? Uh, D'Angelo Williams, bust. Can't trust the Panthers. Well, the reason why I went with D'Angelo was was a couple reasons. One, he hasn't had a week with less than seventy yards total. Right. He happened to do that this week. He also had six catches last week. He hasn't scored a, a touchdown yet, but the Rams were giving up the most points to opposing running backs. So when I turn on the Panthers Rams game, I get pissed off when I see Tubby Tolbert getting all the goal line touches. So you're right. The bottom line is you can't trust the Rams, but I figured D'Angelo Williams, who was only like $4,200 this week, I thought that was going to be a, a good play. He was my high-risk, high-reward, high or what do they call it? High-risk, low price. That was yeah. one of my picks, so I went with him. What was Gronk's price this week? I think 5200 mm. which which was pretty good considering you, the other the other guys that you could have got at that flex. Right. Well, again, when they set the salaries, it's early in the week, and we, we had no they had no idea. We had no idea if he was even playing. So, right. Um, that's why you, you won't see that salary again for Gronk. Right. Which is a you know, again, a risky but paid off move for our winner. That's a that's a public. You said a last minute move that. Won him the title. Who came in? Yep. Se- who came in second? And how close was he to the 187 points? From second. Our winner? All right. So 187 was first. Uh, 182 was second. Okay. 
And then all, all the way down to 10th place, D. Berg with, with 145. He got paid out too. 145 points. Only, almost, I don't, I'm not good at math, but th- that seems to me like 42 points less than yep. the first place guy. How about that for some quick subtraction? What was your number? Um, my number was 120. So I was about 20 points out of the money. Which would have been, which would have been with, that Eli to Cruz catch. Have you learned your me. lesson with Eli? Yeah, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing it again. The reason why I went with Eli it's this the second week time was, you've done that. I, I know. My other option was Foles. So I would have got screwed there, too. That's it? You only had two options at quarterback? What about yeah, the other 20 well, quarterbacks? I, I, nope, nope, nope. I, li- I like my running backs. Listen, Gore and Charles were the right picks. I yeah, missed. I missed on, on on Cruz, and I missed on Welker. I could have used Decker for less money. Sometimes, you know, sometimes that that's where you have – listen, it's not always about uh, using the, the guys that are playing uh, the most consistent. It's about using guys that are sometimes big boom or big busts. Eric Decker was a big boom this weekend. The weekend before, Welker would have been the guy. You know, so that's why this daily fantasy stuff, it's fun. And there's no formula. And I do a really good job with the best buy and overpriced players, but I can only do so much. You know, you have a guy like Gronk who you can pick up day of, and he gets you 25 points or he gets you 22 points. Right. So that that's why I, I try to do a combination of a little bit of both. Well, you know, high-risk guys and consistent guys. This could be interesting this week with all the bye weeks and the injuries, man. Yeah, I know. Uh, there will be I'm some – my spidey sense tells me there will be a few interesting uh, – like like the Mike James types. There's going to be some interesting uh, salaries to keep an eye on this week. Well, Mike James playing on Thursday night. I don't know if you can use those Thursday night guys. That's right. They're Thursday night. I guarantee who who will be in my lineup is Marshawn Lynch playing against the Rams. I don't have to worry about uh, uh, anyone else stealing carries from Lynch. Like Dan, like he's like the, he and Jamal Charles and Adrian are Peterson guys are like the only three. Yeah, in the whole stinking league. Yep, I know. Hmm. I know. Crazy craziness. All right, what's next, Mister Bell? All right, well, we have a lot of emails, no phone calls. Eight five five four seven eight seven zero three zero. In the meantime, we're going to get to these emails. Radio at footballnation dot com. We're going to go to uh, Andrew from Cali. Hey guys, full point PPR. Pick two wide receivers. Hakeem Nix, Michael Floyd, Kembrell, Miles Austin with Marshawn, uh, Brandon Marshall on a bye. Ooh, oh, tough. man. Got to get two of these guys. Oh, jeez. What did Nix wind up with last night? I don't know, two for 28? I mean, come on. This is a this is slim pickings in my opinion. This is bad news. Kembrell also had two catches. Michael Floyd had a good game. I'm not going with Miles Austin. I think Miles Austin is done. I think Terrence Williams is going to remain that number two wide receiver. You have Knicks playing against the Eagles, Todd. The matchup's there. You have the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Falcons. Matchup is there for Michael Floyd, too. Patriots are playing against the, who they got, the Dolphins this weekend. Not bad for Kembrell, but with Gronk back, with Edelman still in action, and Ridley starting to get things going, I'm a little bit worried about Kembrell going forward. So I'm going to go with Hakeem Nix and Michael Floyd. I guess I will as well. I'm looking at Floyd right now. He has, he has five catches each of the last four games. Mm. 
Five for 87, five for 61, five for 44, five for 58. And one touchdown in those four games. Um, yeah, I, I guess. I wouldn't be real thrilled about it. Yeah. I mean, Floyd has one touchdown the whole year. Yeah, I know. Knicks you can't trust. Uh, this is a bad – well, you know, we say it every week. It just never seems to pan out. But Knicks, he has them another matchup. You know, <laughs> he had a matchup this week, didn't pan out. He has yep. a matchup next week against the Eagles. You play the matchup and you hope for the best. All right, next email is from Nick M., one of our uh, FF Champs regulars, won a lot of money playing at DraftKings.com. He does have a regular uh, fantasy football question. I have several players on a bye, Ray Rice, Keenan Allen, T.Y. Hill, and Bernard Pierce. So he listed his uh, his team, and he listed the waiver waiver options. He's looking to start Kembrell Tompkins as his wide receiver, two and Terrence Williams as his flex. Do we like any of these players a little bit better than Terrence Williams or Kembrell? Uh, uh, Riley Cooper, Jeremy Curley, Austin Pettis, Brandon LaFell, Ted Ginn, Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis, Leonard Hankerson, Chris Dorham, Roy Helu, and Obanaya. Well, we like Helu. And, see, I don't know. He doesn't really list uh, who, he, who he'd be dropping here. But I do like Helu in, in one of those flex spots. Maybe over uh, you can move Terrence Williams to wide receiver two and put Helu in the flex. I like that move. Yeah, that might be a move. Uh, I also I mean, like Jeremy got... Curley, although yeah. I don't know if it's full point PPR. Curley. Racist Riley's out there. Racist Riley Cooper, not a bad option. Six catches, 186, 180, uh, or not 100, 88 or 86 yards this weekend. Not bad. They play the Giants. It's a great matchup. We don't know who the quarterback is. No, not yet. <laughs> um, last two weeks for Riley Cooper, four for 120 and a touch, six for 88. There you go. And he's up against the Giants. I just don't know who the quarterback is, man. And those, you know. Those two weeks were with Nick Foles as the quarterback. If what you go back to, to when Vic was the QB, he wasn't doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he had uh, two catches in each of his first four games. Cooper. Maybe Vic don't like throwing to the to the racist. I can't blame him. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Uh, so who are you, who are you recommending here? I'm, I'm telling him to pick up Roy Helo. Okay. And uh, maybe Jeremy Curley if he has the spot to, you know, to get rid of somebody. But I don't know. Who, I don't know who his uh, backups are. No. Nope. Uh, next email is from Toasty Dosty Brian. Toasty D. Dosty. Hey guys, need some advice on my team. Who to start this week? I'm trying to get Jarrett Boykin and Michael James in both leagues. I want to get uh, Jordan Reed also. I as well will drop my kicker in Toasty Dosty and pick up another defense for the Ravens. Should I drop Pryor for Locker? Have a trade offer, Chris Johnson. Well, I don't know if it's. Uh, is it Chris Johnson or Calvin Johnson? Calvin Johnson and Colston for Trent Richardson and Blackman. Is it Chris or Calvin? Uh, I don't see. I don't, I don't see, know. I don't see. It's got to be Chris. Uh, it's got to be Chris oh, Johnson. He, oh, he has Trent Richardson and Blackman. Yes, he has Trent, who's terrible. He has Blackman. He's trying to get. I have to believe it's Chris Johnson. Chris and Johnson and Colston. I would do that terrible. trade. I would make that deal. Just to get rid of Trent? Yeah. Buy low on Colston? Chris Buy Johnson's... low on Colston. Chris Johnson's, you know, he does what he does. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I would do that too. Hmm. As far as, uh, you know, 
free agents, yeah, try to get Boykin, try to get James, try to get Reed. Uh, good luck getting all three of them. Yeah, like he still has two kickers on this team, and in the other team he has two defenses. I'm dropping both of them. Yeah. The problem is because the Ravens are, are on a bye this week, so he's got to drop them too. Mm. Yeah. Next email is from Eric from New Hampshire. Nice and easy question here from Eric. Packers defense or Bengals defense this week, Todd? The Packers are playing the Vikings. That's who I'm going with. Yeah, I like the Packers against that, the Vikings. That's a no-brainer to me. That's, uh, that's that, got to go that way. Plus, you know, yeah. I, you know, the Packers, they, they might try to start running the ball and kind of playing, playing a little different style of yeah. football with all these injuries too. So that, that also bodes well for their defense, I think. Um, and then Demarius Moore, Ruben Randall. Both of these receivers have been hot. Uh, Moore is coming off the bye, but in the previous two games he had a touchdown. Same thing with Randall, back-to-back weeks with a TD. Raiders play. I'm just looking it up here. The Raiders play the Steelers. The Giants are playing the Vic- uh, The pl- Giants are playing the Eagles. Hmm. I like them both. Yeah. Um. I, I might go with Denarius Moore only because he's going to get a lot of targets in that game. Uh, Randall is splitting between Knicks and Cruz. I, I think you're right. I think that um, Denarius is probably a safer play. Randall's going to be like a big player, nothing type. Yeah, I agree. You know, he might he might catch if he catches if he's going to produce, it's going to be because he caught a 50 yarder for a touchdown. Right. Where I think Denarius is going to be a little safer. Next email, Todd, is from Joey Garcia, 12-team, redraft non-PPR. He has RG3 and Alex Smith. Should he keep a a quarterback two for insurance? And if so, do you like Jake Locker or Geno Smith better than Alex Smith? Well, it depends on who's out there. I mean, RG3's got his buy out of the way, right? Locker or Geno Smith are his other options. No, no, no. I'm saying his first question is, should he keep a QB two? Right. So, if you drop if you drop Alex Smith for another for a non quarterback, well, who are you picking up? Oh, um, actually, he he mentions that uh, Mike James, Donald Brown, Sean Green, Peyton Hillis, David Wilson. Man, I don't I don't necessarily need a quarterback too on my team. Redskins had their bye. I don't I don't see RG three getting injured again. I mean, I guess it could happen any day, but I'm gonna I'm gonna drop Alex Smith and I'm gonna go for. Either Mike James or Peyton Hillis. Donald Brown would be third on that list. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Okay. I mean, Alex Smith, Locker, Gino, they're all serviceable backups, but just the right. mere fact that there's three of them out there means that if something were to go horribly wrong with RG3, you're probably going to have your pick of two exactly. of these guys anyway. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Next email is from Ike in Charlotte, North Carolina. What up, Ike? Uh, he says Brady is my disappointing quarterback. He has Amendola and Vereen rotting on his bench. Only six bench spots. Only six bench spots. Should he drop Amendola or Vereen, Todd? Mm. He's thinking about picking up Geno Smith as a backup, or maybe Ivory or Hilu. Uh He has Ray Rice, Bernard Pierce, Darren Sproles, Zach Stacy, Lamar Miller. So yeah, I think he does need. Uh, Roy Hillou or Chris Ivory, either one of them. I'm not picking up Geno Smith. Listen, I realize that I never thought I'd say this, but I, I think Geno Smith actually has more fantasy points than Tom Brady at this point. That's but Brady just got Gronk back. He's going to get Amendola back. Um, 
I, I think the rookie receivers, Kembrell and Aaron Dobson, are playing a little bit better. We know Kembrell had a little bit of a down week. But remember, he had the game-winning touchdown just, a, just you know, two weeks ago. So let's not downplay uh, what Brady has to deal with uh, going forward. I think his options are a lot better. Yeah, I hear you. So I'm not going with Geno Smith. I would rather have Chris Ivory or Roy Hallou. Um I just don't know who would drop. Would you, are you dropping Amendola or dropping Breen? We don't know if it's a full point PPR. Uh, it's not PPR. He the email that? twice. Second no. email says it's non. It's non PPR. Oh okay. Yep. Um, are you dropping Amendola? Nope. He's got Megatron, Decker, Keenan Allen, and Bolden. His running backs. He's got the whole. He's got the Ravens handcuff. Right. Sproles and a non PPR. Right. Zach Stacy, Lamar Miller. Yeah. Not not a very. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I like his wide receivers a lot. If Brady was playing better, this team would be really good. Yeah, it would. Hmm. I don't know. What do you think? I think he should should drop Shane Vereen, non PPR, not coming back till week twelve or week eleven. Drop Shane Vereen and pick up either Ivory or Hulu, either one of them. I I would yeah I I would do that. You, you know Vereen and a non PPR. I think that's the key. Those are the key yeah. words you said there, Bill. Yes. Um, and you're going to be waiting another four weeks, hopefully. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully four weeks. So yeah, that's what I would do as well. Try to bolster that running back. Uh, position because your guys are kind of all over the place. And hey, but the bottom line is, <laughs> those running backs we just listed—that's probably eighty percent of our audience has a similar type of running back state. Yep, yep. They're all like this. Yeah. You know, so don't feel. I mean, he says at the bottom, by some miracle, I'm still five and two. Exactly, because everyone else in your league has the same problem. Everyone. There's yeah. there's very few teams who got completely unscathed by these injuries. Very right. few fantasy rosters are completely intact from how they drafted them. And, you know, so uh, – and if, by the way, if, if somebody in your league has made it through, like, and their, you know, their team is just blowing everyone away, that means all the other teams are a little bit weaker too. Right. So you have a better shot of being that second or third best team. So Exactly. Yep, try to bolster the running backs, bud. Next email is from uh, Roland, and he needs help with a trade. Half a point PPR, 10-team league. He's in second place. He's been offered Demarius Thomas and Joyke Bell – in exchange for giving up Eric Decker and no Sean Moreno. Oh. Now, here's a little bit of a background situation here. He's got Jamal Charles and Reggie Bush. No Sean Moreno's his third running back. If anything happens to Reggie Bush, we know Joyke Bell would be the backup. But I would rather have the three running backs than two running backs and a backup. Does that make sense? Yeah, I agree. Um, he would be upgrading at wide receiver only if you buy into the fact that Demarius Thomas is that much better than Eric Decker. We like Demarius Thomas a little bit more because of consistency, but Eric Decker can, has the same upside. He's got Percy Harvin coming back. I don't do this deal. You're not doing the deal. Nope. I'm going to keep, I'm going to hold on to Nersham Moreno and Decker. Yeah, um, I agree with you there. I mean, Decker, 40, here's the, here are the stats for the year. Decker, 42 catches. Demarius, 41. Decker, 627 yards. Demarius, 610. And then when you go to touchdowns, Decker only has three. Demarius has five. Yeah. 
So in two of the three categories, Decker actually is on top. They're virtually the same player right now. Right. Now, over time, like you said, Bill, we would guess that Demarius would overtake him. And, you know, he's going to catch a few of those little screens and go 80 with them, you know, like yeah. he does every year. Right. It's those huge plays. That's what puts him over the top, in of my course. opinion, over Decker. Of course. Who's more of a possession guy. But it's pretty amazing. They're both averaging the same 14.9 yards per catch. Um, they're, they're almost the same player right now. Remember in the beginning of the year when I said I'm all about Eric Decker and everyone kind of laughed at me? That well, I I'm, I said that he if there was a guy that was going to fall off the face of the earth, it would be Decker, and he hasn't. And you I said, said before the I season, said, before the first game when Peyton went off, you said there's enough for all three. I said Peyton's going to have three guys in the top 25. Turns out he has five, including, I know. including no Sean Moreno. Remember we pulled out the stat, like the Colts? Yeah, the, 2004. Yeah, Brett Stokely, Manning, or sorry, Stokely, Harrison, Harrison and, and Reggie Wayne. And wow, uh, I just remember Wayne we... Or, was it Wayne or Clark? I, I'm pretty sure it was Reggie Wayne. Well, he might have had four in, in that league in that year, too. Yeah, because we were just talking about receivers back Receivers, then. right. Because we didn't even... We weren't even talking about a, a tight end in the mix. Right, Julius Thomas. We, he wasn't even... A, when we had this conversation, Bill, it was a couple weeks before the first game. It yeah. was... Orange Julius hadn't even emerged in preseason yet, really. Right. So we were crunching numbers, and I think I said something a lot when you contended, and you were correct, that Decker, DT, and Wes, would there be enough for the three of them to be you know, major producers? I said, well, what? What's Peyton Manning going to do, throw 50, 60 touchdowns this year? Because I was crunching the numbers, and it, they just didn't add up. Well, it turns out, yeah, Peyton Manning is going to probably throw over 50 touchdowns this year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Um, to think that, yeah, what what Peyton's doing is just, I mean, if you have Broncos receivers or any kind of player from the Broncos on your team, that's how you're winning games this year. Because they're the most consistent offense in the NFL, and everyone on that team is getting points. Yeah. that That's the solution to problems. Go out and get yourself a Denver Broncos playmaker. You know what? My, my son plays fantasy football now. Yeah. Here's his roster, okay? Uh, he starts Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. One of his two running backs is Noshan Moreno. Yeah. His receivers are Wes Welker and DT. Yeah. His tight end is Orange Julius. Yeah, I mean, that's all you need. <laughs> that is all you need. At the beginning of the year, I was like... A little bit like, worried? I'm trying to tell him about diversifying and everything. No. And now I'm like, all just play in, them all, all in. Play all, all the orange, in. baby. Yep, that's it. Yeah, and he's winning, so he's he's a smart kid. What's the next email, my friend? Actually, well, I want to get to Justin, who's on the phone. Oh, okay. Uh, Justin in Boston. What's going on, Justin? Hey, how's it going, guys? Um, this week is kind of tricky for me. I have a buys for uh, Matt Forte, Marcel Bennett, Ravens defense, and uh, Adam Vinatieri. Um, I also have like a backup defense. Would you uh, drop the Ravens defense and look to like pick um, have a backup tight end, or just drop Marcel Bennett uh, straight up now that I was on the shelf for like four weeks? No, drop drop Ravens defense. You hold on to okay, yeah, that's what Bennett. I thought. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, if someone's going to go out and pick up the Ravens defense when they're on a bye this week just because you drop them, then, you know, that's their problem. You don't have to worry about that. Drop the Ravens defense and pick up Oh, somebody. yeah. And then uh, my backup defense is the Steelers defense. Would you keep them around this week or drop them for, like, let's say, like, Satan? Or, uh, oh, you have uh, a backup defense already? Yeah, it was the Steelers, but I don't. 
they didn't really impress me this season, or they didn't oh. really, um, I don't know, they really haven't been really that great this season. What are you doing? But they are playing open, two... though. Justin, what are you doing holding on to two defenses? Well, I picked them up last week, uh, just for this week. That's why. But I don't know. They didn't really impress me last week. No, they're in, and they're not going to going forward either. I mean, the Steelers exactly. are the Steelers of old. And who are they playing this week? We said they're, they're playing the Raiders, Raiders at Oakland. Listen, yep. that, if it was if it was two or three years ago, I'd say absolutely. Steelers are one of my best defenses to play this week. But that's not the case anymore. The Raiders no, are no, actually no. doing a pretty good job putting points up on the ball uh, on the board and moving the ball. So yeah, I'm true. not using that's the true. Steelers' defense this week. You like the Saints over them, or um, I like Saints the Saints' the defense against the Bills. I like the Packers' defense against the Vikings. I like the Atlanta Falcons defense against the Arizona Cardinals. That's oh, three that's defenses that are likely on your waiver wire that I like this week more than the Steelers yeah. and more than the Ravens who are on a bye. Okay, now for our tight end options, we're going to need one no matter what because I'm going to probably drop the Ravens defense for them. Some off doubles. They are Zach Burke, um, Cumberland from the Jets. It's also uh, Garrett Cook, who I'm not really going to be touching because that quarterback situation over there is kind of a mess. And then um, Fourier from the Lions. Well, I'm not going with Fourier. I I, I actually like uh, Cumberland. Okay, uh, he's yeah. Gonna be in, he's going to be involved in the passing offense for the Jets with Kellen Winslow out and Santonio Holmes still a little bit banged up and Stephen Hill really just a straight-line runner. Uh, it's really Jeremy Curley and Jeff Cumberland. We saw Cumberland have three catches, 41 yards. Yeah. So uh, I just thought, too, I just forgot to, I forgot to uh, add him in. Um, Tyler Eifert and uh, Jermaine Gretchen, do you like those guys? Over, um, you know, the thing about the Bengals tight ends, Todd, I think you'll agree with me here. You never know which one it's going to be. Yeah, they spread it around a little too much. There isn't one That's guy. True. Yet. All right, thanks, guys. No problem, Justin. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, a lot of players on bye for his team. Wow. That's what happened yeah. when you know that's what happens with the NFL. They had two teams on by the last two weeks. This week they have six teams on by. How does that make sense? I don't understand it. it makes, I don't understand it. You know, you figure you have eight eight weeks with a bye, four teams on by each week, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's math. Eight times four is um thirty two. Yeah. How many teams in the NFL? Thirty two. Yeah. So you would think that's what they would do. But instead, it's like, ah, oh, we're going to go with two teams on by this week and six this week. I don't right. understand it. Uh, I'd like to get an explanation. That doesn't make any sense. You know, while we're doing the show, Todd, I have NFL Network on, yeah. you know, on mute, and I'm watching Michael Fabiano and Molly Quarum or Q Quarum, whatever her name is, a very attractive lady. But they're doing this, like, fantasy trash and fantasy treasure segment. Mm-hmm. It might be the most corniest segment I've ever seen on any kind of sports analysis television show. Like, Fabiano's standing above a trash can, and he holds a player's name up, and then he puts it in the trash can if he's fantasy trash. And then if he's fantasy treasure, he takes the name on the card, and he puts it next to, like, the pirate treasure with, like, the gold pouring out. Oh, God, NFL Network, step up your game. <laughs> now, let's let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, I so, wish I had. I wish I had rewind because I wasn't really paying attention to the players. I saw Case Keenum, and I I forget who else, but I don't even know the players they were doing. But it was just terrible. So let's let's think about this. Monday yeah. morning, the the NFL Network staff comes into work. You know, the office building. Yeah. All right. They rub their hands together. They get they get to sit down at the conference table. Yeah. You know, eating some bagels. 
Yeah. A little coffee. Tuesday, we got the big fantasy segment. Uh, who's got a good idea for a good fantasy segment? Who raises their hand and says... Well, we're going to bring in a trash can yes. and, and, a, and a pirate treasure, and we're going to put names next to them. You know, they have all the technology in the world, and that's what they come up with. Two props that cost less than $10. And, you know what? And, you just, and names on a card that some intern had to print out. You just hit on a uh, a little pet peeve of mine, too. On the NFL Network, you just mentioned the word props, okay? Yeah. On all of their shows, even the big-time like pregame studio shows, whatever, have yeah. you ever looked at the jerseys they have in the background? Like they have jerseys like locker rooms in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like the fakest fake jerseys. It's the NFL Network, dude. They have like a Frank Gore jersey, and like the font of the word Gore is like not, not the font of – you know what I mean? They're getting those jerseys from the same place that we got our authentic jerseys. Do you know what I'm saying? It's terrible. I'm like – this. And I'm watching the NFL Network. I'm like, can't they get any jersey they want and just – you know, the stitched on numbers, please, or something? Make it look real? And, you know, NFL AM is on from 10 a.m. till 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And it's the same thing over and over and over and over again. Well, that shows so boring. Yeah. But Molly and the other girl, they're very attractive. And Molly is very blessed. <laughs> very. It has very ble- very blessed in the pectoral region. Got it. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, well, at least Fabiano's not, like, wearing a, a, a pirate patch and, like, a is he, is he like talking you know like what? a pirate? You know what? I, that, I would I would actually like that, Todd. Go all in. I would that that would be me. I would be up on that screen. I'd have a pirate patch on. I'd be saying arg or whatever, shiver me timbers. That's what I'd be doing up there. You have to go all in. You can't half ass it and go like fifty percent or forty percent and like slowly putting names into a trash can or or putting them by the treasure. It, it just pisses me off. That entire. A lot of things that are going on on TV these days just piss me off. Case Keenum, argh, yeah. shiver me timber. Right, right. He's a treasure. I, yeah. That's what I'd be doing. Hell yeah. Yeah. Big poofy right, back. pirate shirt. I would do something. Like from Seinfeld, that pirate yeah. shirt? Yeah. All right, ba- back to the emails. we got a couple more minutes left in today's show. Uh, our next email is from Lou Catch 22 Hi, Bill. Uh, hi, Bill and Todd. In Top Gun, it was Val Kilmer as the Iceman. Yeah, we knew yes, that. Yeah, we know that. We knew that one. I'm it's not – we're going deep into the references with the Top Gun. We still don't know the answer. Was it Wolfman? See, there's two There's two parts that, that – oh, wait. Oh, nice little Top Gun music. Oh, that... Was it Cougar? <laughs> it might have been Cougar. Listen to this that. Was, this was one of my favorite movies growing up. My brother and I watched it like every day. It was Cougar, 100%. I'm looking at the images right now. Cougar? Yeah, Cougar. Cougars yeah, out. I, uh, you two characters are in. <laughs> I found the uh, the clip, the YouTube clip, uh, yeah, d- a different one than what you were referencing. It's still pretty good. No, that was it. That was that was the one you sent, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. All right, back to Lou's email. Anyway, uh, I've now lost Julio Jones and Doug Martin for the year. Wah. Yeah, that's a big. You got a lot of a big wah for that one. Somehow tied for first place and playing the other guy uh, in first place this week. Please rank these guys for week eight and rest of the season. Wow, Lou's asking for a lot here. All right, first Alex let's go Smith, week eight. What's that? First, let's go with this, this, this week. Alex Smith, Geno Smith, Jake Locker. Jake Locker now and going forward. Well, Jake Locker not in week eight because he's on a bye. 
Alex Smith, week eight, Jake Locker going forward. Agree. Lance Dunbar, Chris Ivory, Donald Brown, Roy Halou. <sighs> this week, Ivory and Halou? Yes. Going forward, <sighs> I, I might go with the same two again. Yeah, I mean, you got DeMarco Martin's going to come back eventually. Yeah. Uh, going f- week eight, Fleener, Jordan Reed, or uh, Fourier? Reed. Yeah, and going forward. Um, Tennessee Titans defense, Indianapolis Colts, Jets, or Pittsburgh? I like the Jets. Who do the Jets have this week? Uh, the Jets are playing. Where's my schedule? The Bengals. Bengals. Uh, I like the Jets moving forward. I'm not sure about this week yet. It's, a little, it's still Tuesday. I haven't processed it. Yeah. Jets against you. the Bengals. Uh, yeah. Doesn't. I'm not exactly thrilled with that matchup. The Titans are on a bye. The Colts are on a bye, and the and the Steelers are playing the Raiders. Jets or Steelers? Uh, I guess the Jets. It's a to- it's a toss up. Yeah, it's answer. not. I'm not thrilled with it. No, I I hear you. Um, and then his final question is, what's going on with Torrey Smith? He's the number one guy, but is Marlon Brown and or Tandon Doss going to get more receptions? Um, you know, what's the – I don't know what – some of these qu- – <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh, Bill's getting upset. I'm Four not minutes get, left no, of the show. I, I'm not going to get upset because lo- lose my guy, but you know, is, is Tandon Doss and, and Marlon Brown going to get more receptions? I don't know, like, what's his end goal with that question? Does he want me to say to drop Torrey Smith? Because that's not going to be right. Does he want me to say that Marlon Brown and, are, and Tandon Doss are better options than Torrey Smith? No, that's that's not right. So I don't know what the, I don't know what he I don't know what he wants with that kind of question. He's the number one guy, but is Marlon Brown and and or Tandon Doss gonna get more receptions? Gonna G O N N A, um, gonna get more receptions? No, no. Torrey Smith is the number one guy. He's gonna be the best fantasy option on that team. Yes. I guess Torrey, that's what that's Torrey Smith is in be. a slump, Bill. It's a true. Bit, but so well, are the Ravens. Yeah, he'll he'll snap out of it. He's clearly their best receiver, and I just you just got to stick it out with him. You know, he had four, seven, five, five, and six receptions the first five weeks. Last two weeks, one and three. So that's why yeah. Lou's a little upset. He's wondering right. what the hell's going on. I, I right. get it, but Torrey Smith is a big play receiver who just hasn't made the big play the last two weeks. He'll come around. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Lou's next question is, would you try to trade A.J. Green for Julius Thomas? He doesn't really need Thomas anymore because Gronk's back. <sighs> well, for who? For what? A.J. Green. He'd be, he'd be getting A.J. Green. He'd be giving up Julius Thomas. I'm doing that deal. Now, he lists his positions here, and he doesn't list who he has on his roster. Just gives us a bunch of positions. <laughs> Lou, okay. two strikes today, dude. Two strikes on the emails. Well, that's not Lou. That's somebody else. No, it's Lou. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, so, yeah. So, I'm sorry. I was looking at the different email. That's why I was confused. Would I trade? Would I try to get A.J. Green for, for Orange Julius since he has Gronk? Yes. Oh, you're right. It's not Lou. No. It's not. No, it's Roland. It's Roland. Roland's got a strike. Lou's got a strike. Roland's got a strike. Luckily, the show's over, so we're not getting to three strikes today. There's one more email. 
Uh-oh. <laughs> anyway, Roland, yes, I would trade A.J. Green for Julius Thomas. Hopefully Gronk can stay healthy for you. I'm making that deal. Last email of the day. All right, Michael from Columbus, Ohio, is in a 12-man redraft league, non-PPR. Mike, I don't want to – it's the fourth quarter. There's two minutes left in the show. We're at – we have two – timeouts or we have two uh turnovers already we can't afford a third turnover let's see if this email is going to be a fumble or an interception offered marquise colston for clay and bernard should i do this uh what geo bernard and charles clay for marquise colston yes you should do that but only if you're no, no, getting no no. Clay. no 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 he has geo he has clay oh my god God. So he would be trading away Geo and Clay for Colston. There it is. There it is. There it is. Our last three emails, the worst three emails of the day. I don't know what planet this Mike in Columbus, Ohio. What are you thinking? You're in Ohio. You should be able to see how good Geo Bernard is. You're not trading him away. And Clay for Colston? Are you nuts? That's my are you nuts of the day. That's what I'm going to do. Every week I'm going to have an are you nuts of the day, and here it is. Gio Bernard and Charles Clay for Marquise Colston. Are you nuts? Because that one is absolutely crazy. But you and know what he says at the end of the email, Yeah, though. contact me for any needed discussion. I'll be right on that, Mike. No problem, bud. Well, he puts his mobile number. You can just give him a call. I'm going to text him a little bit. Maybe I'll FaceTime him. <laughs> Come on, Mike. You're better than that, dude. Clay and Bernard for Colston? No, dude. You're not doing we that. We spent uh, the majority of the show kind of bashing the running back position and how it's lacking life and nobody's living up to expectations and there's very few exciting players. Mm-hmm. I know Gio hasn't lit it up the last week or two, but he's still one of the one of the players that has more upside than anyone else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. For where you drafted him, don't, don't trade him away. Just when I thought the emails couldn't get any worse, we have an email here from the Colonial Village Laundromat. Don't know the name. That's the email address sent from the iPhone. Colonial Village Laundromat. Keep or drop Adam Vinatieri, who has a buy. Are you keeping on to your? Are you holding on to your kicker? Someone's got to be messing with me today. They heard the game yeah. riled up. If I could give out two, are you nuts? Uh, this would be the second one from the Colonial Village Laundromat. Sent from the iPhone. Hey, you got people listening from the laundromats. I love it. Love all our listeners. Love all our callers. Love all our emails. Sometimes we like to have fun with you guys. Uh, I'm expecting for our. Um, I'm expecting uh, our Thursday show to be much much better interaction. Yeah, you think? Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's tough on and Tuesday, Bill. The people, Roland, you know. Roland wants me to let me know, Bill. Or, dude, Bill, scroll down. My roster was listed in an earlier email. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I should have known to scroll down and look at your earlier email. Because, you know, I'm not doing, five, <laughs> not doing five other things as this show is going on. I got to I gotta know to scroll down and look at his earlier roster. How, how am I supposed to know that was the same team? Roland, come on, man. You got you to gotta help me out a little bit here. Bring, present all the facts. Don't expect me. Just pretend like I'm an idiot, and you need to tell me everything as clear as possible. That's what people should do going forward. Except for do it in 15 words or less. In 15 words or less, yes. That is one, <laughs> That is the biggest rule of the day as well. Listen, Todd, we got to take off. I know our boy Josh is putting in some overtime for today's show. We want to uh, give a quick shout-out to Josh, doing an excellent job today, uh, keeping us on air. We want to uh, give our thanks and appreciation to all of our callers, all of our emailers, even though I'm having a little fun with you guys. You know I love you. At the end of the day, I want to help you guys win your fantasy football matchups in week eight and, of course, your championship. 
2013. With that, Todd, do you have any closing words before we uh, take off for today? Hey, we learned today that it was Cougar. Cougar? He was the top gun guy. It was just too much for him to take. He was shaken up, and he had to step down. And who stepped into the mix, Bill? Maverick. And Iceman. Or Maverick and Goose. And, and Goose. So yes. Cobb, Cobb and Julio Jones are, were like Cougar. Uh, Josh Gordon and, and T.Y. Hilton are now uh, our Maverick and Goose. There so that's, you go. that, that's the uh, uh, key uh, advice of the day. But again, I want to appreciate, uh, I want to give uh, everyone a quick thanks for listening. Best of luck in week eight. We'll be back here on Football Nation Radio uh, two to, uh, 12 to 2 on, on Thursday. And of course, you can find us on demand on iTunes and on iHeartRadio. We need some more subscribers on iTunes. So go search iTunes. Football Nation will pop right up. Uh, for Todd DeVries, I'm Bill Enright. Thanks for listening. I got to do something here. I, I, I still can't believe it. I got to give you your dream shot. I'm going to send you up against the best. You two characters are going to Top Gun. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck.